What's up, bro? This is Impact Wrestling superstar Robbie E, and you are listening to the WNS Podcast. Oh! You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Bear. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 171 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Yo, if Yo. you go to oh. Player Talk FM, Beyond Pod, or Stitcher, you can Did find you? us on there by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. You're getting it down. <laughs> um, you may feel like <laughs> tweeting some people. The Twitter. Um, so in in the case of that, you can uh, follow the main site at WN Source. Um, you can follow us at WNS Podcast. And uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Abear. And that's about it. That's about it. Well, we do want to send a congratulations out to W at WN Source. They hit the fifty thousand uh, followers mark uh, last night. So really cool stuff on that one. Uh, we just hit our two hundred fifteenth. Woo! Uh, we're only like forty nine thousand <laughs> eight hundred, and we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. So uh, eventually, so yeah. welcome to the show. Got a good show planned out for you. Got a lot of feedback, more than usual, uh, on this week's show. A lot of response to last show. Yeah, so really good. I think everyone um, was looking forward to our listening to about our trip and stuff. Yeah, and our marathon mode. Stuff. Had a couple of people comment that they they went the distance. They listened to the whole show, and we certainly do appreciate it. And we love you for that. We hey, do. If, if you listen to the whole show, even if you had to take breaks or do it in the segments, you're awesome. How if was you, that sandwich? If you did one, like, Swift... Well, I guess not swift, but if you went one sitting, then uh, you're awesome. You're super awesome. I don't Pretty know. Badass. Yeah. Thank you. You've earned the uh, title of Mr. or Ms. Badass. Yeah. So, yeah. So, welcome to the show. And, uh, you know, if, if, you know, last week was your first time listening, you know, keep in mind, we our shows nor- aren't normally that long. Yeah. Uh, and Ben's you know, not usually with us. And Ben's not, yeah. We normally, don't have the normally guy with he's a overseas. voice. Yes. The, what? Coquettish. Coquettish. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you remember that. That's awesome. So, uh, Use it in a sentence. Yes. And look at him. Can you give me the definition? Do you remember that? Um, someone who calls this like, uh, like who or conveys uh, sexiness and arousalness. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty good. Use it in a sentence. I think he did. Or, you know, he was like when uh, you know, the man who isn't here. Don't help. Don't dig okay. him out of this hole. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. Give us. Use it in a Man, sentence. I was walking down the street and I saw Doug and I was like, "Look at that guy. He's coquettish." <laughs> well, coquettish is a sound thing, not a look thing. Both. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He wasn't asking you, "Is it a sound?" He was telling you that it's a sound. You sound coquettish. He sounds and looks coquettish. <laughs> okay. You you look flirtatious. And sometimes aroused. <laughs> it works. Just go with it. <laughs> Just let it happen. It's okay. So, so welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for uh, for putting up with our nearly three hour long show. Uh, and uh, from what we gather, a lot of people enjoyed it. So that's always a plus. And um, 
we checked the numbers and you know had a very good response from that as well so we appreciate it so uh so thanks for listening we got a lot of i feel like um negative feedback but i feel like the numbers don't lie and we got like maybe maybe our all-time most listened to show i think so uh you know it was wrestlemania season and uh there was lots to talk about so i'm sure uh, mania had something to do with it i'm sure ben had something to do with it but yeah um, he was actually plugging us this time yeah. what's up ben <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i don't know yeah so already saying ben already saying he wants to come back and he wants one of us to adopt him. And I gotta say though, I was a little sad when we dropped him <coughs> off. Yeah. After I dropped him off, <laughs> I said something ridiculous uh, when he walked off. I was like, "Our boy is growing up." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it wasn't like you know, take care of your cornhole or something like that. <laughs> it's just oh, our little Ben, all grown up, having to go back home. Sad time. Summer camp is over. I have to go back home. Hey, did you like? <laughs> I, I, I thought I was going to like the guy. Mm. I mean, I didn't have any reason to believe I wouldn't have liked Ben, but I, I, I feel like I ended up liking him more than I thought I was going to like him. <laughs> Just because of how bad we talk about him and talk to him on Facebook. Like, we bash the hell out of him. But he's actually a really nice dude. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's a really cool guy. He's good peoples, and uh, it was a real fun time to hang out with him. And he likes eating bananas. And hot dogs. And, and hot, hot dogs. dogs, yes. And grapes. So, yeah. So, uh, so come on back, Ben. You're welcome anytime here at the podcast crew. So uh, let's dive on into some feedback that we got from last week's show. Uh, first one's coming to us from Alan from Stitcher saying, uh, Great episode, guys. Glad y'all had a good time at Mania, Raw, and all the other shows y'all went to. You guys keep commenting on how odd it, odd it is for heels having a live band play their entrance music, but, of on, but I've only ever noticed it with heels at Mania. Last year, Living Color played, uh, played in CM Punk. Motorhead played in Triple H. Uh, twice, I believe, and they had DX band playing Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. All of those instances, uh, they've been the heel in the matches. Uh, just something that's been on my mind. Great show, as always. Keep it up. Uh, and we certainly do appreciate the feedback. And actually, a, a, a smaller bit of uh, information to go along with that. All of those people lost their matches. So really, something, you know. Unless so- it was like the DX. I don't, I don't recall... Who all from the DX uh, lost? But I know every time Triple H has been played to the ring, Randy Orton was played to the ring, Wyatt was played to the ring, you know, all of them lost. Well, Alan, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Those are hardcore, those are like facts. Yes. And you, we can't dispute them, but I will say that it, it doesn't change my opinion of it. Yeah. Um, I I guess maybe, um, I'm not shitting on it. I just think that... Um, as a heel, your job is to, you know, get booed. And yeah. if you, to go, to take it one step further, if you're a company that designates someone as a heel, that it's your job to try and get them booed or to give them what it takes to be booed. And I feel like if you give someone a live band, that's like a chance of, it's a, it's a, it's a cool entrance and people are going to pop for cool mm-hmm. shit, whether they're good guys or bad guys. Yeah. And I feel like it's a disservice to the story you're trying to tell and the character of a hill if you are not doing everything in your power to get them booed or to keep them from being cheered. So it doesn't change my opinion of the situation. I still feel the same way, but I can't argue with the facts, Alan. I mean, you brought the facts and it is what it is. I have to retract my statement about saying everyone who's been played to the ring has, has lost because that is, that is incorrect. Actually. I just thought of it. Uh, Undertaker, WrestleMania 19 got played to the ring by Limp Biscuit. Uh, Rey Mysterio got played to WrestleMania 22 by POD. Um, 
Oh well, he was a babyface. Yeah, and and they won, but uh. Oh, so there's some there's some counterpoints yeah, to Ellen's. a couple counters, but uh, yeah, but it's, too it, few and far between. Right, it seems like like Ellen's point is like the overwhelming majority. Yeah, where Hills and it doesn't. Um, so I accept. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, like I said, there's nothing I can say like against that other than mm-hmm. it doesn't really change my opinion. I still feel the same way. Right. So, but, but thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for listening, and thank you for the feedback on that one. We appreciate that. Really good stuff. Uh, the next one's coming to us from Animus Viss, saying, uh, The streak had become greater than The Undertaker, and Lesnar is better than The Undertaker. I'm a first-time listener, but that one dude is a moron. No one thought... That'd be me. And he's saying, uh, he's, saying uh, he's taking a quote from you. No one thought that it was going to end, and if you say that, then you're a fucking liar. No, not really. So, uh... All things considered, including Lesnar and Heyman's accomplishments, Punk last year, Undertaker's promo being uh, Undertaker promos being shit, the streak ending to Lesnar making it twenty-one and one was poetic as shit and the right call. Maybe I should have your job though. LOL. Um. Well. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um. As far as the year, read me. Read back the part where it says all things considered. Because I want to make sure I'm not... Uh, all things considered, including Lesnar and Heyman's accomplishments, Punk last year, Undertaker's promos being shit, the streak ending to Lesnar making it 21-1 and was poetic as okay. shit. And the right call. Um. Well, I stand by my statement. I don't believe that anyone who's being honest with themselves thought that Lesnar was the guy who was going to end the streak. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy for some guy... To come on and say they knew all along after the fact, after it all already happened, when I have, you know, where I, when I have to come on a show and make predictions in public and be held to my the predictions or the things that I say. Not to mention like like five <clears throat> days before WrestleMania, and you never know what they're going to do or what could happen between then. But that, but that's not but that's not my gripe. I mean, right. like, but it, I think it's real easy for someone to come on and say, oh, of course I knew all along when he has no no. There's no like accountability to be held for what he says. Yeah, and he's saying it after the fact. Um. As far as uh, Brock, Brock and Brock and Heyman's accomplishments. Okay, Brock. If memory serves, and I could be wrong, if if memory serves, Brock is like four and two, I believe, since returning. He lost to John Cena. He split. He split a pair of matches with Triple H. Mm-hmm. Uh, he beat Punk, and then he beat Big Show, and then he beat uh, Taker. Yeah. Does that does that sound correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as far as accomplishments, um, Brock didn't win any titles. Brock didn't win any big gimmick matches like a Rumble or anything like that. So I'm not sure what accomplishments you're speaking of. And he lost to every, um, he lost to every big name in the company. I mean, he he didn't beat Cena, mm-hmm. and he and he split fought, he split matches with Triple H. Now, you can argue Punk. He beat Punk, but Punk was even. Even during Punk's historic reign, he wasn't main eventing yeah. in his matches. So don't I? So I would not accept that as a counter argument as him beating a beating one of the top guys in Punk because that's part of the reason Punk got pissy and left. If we're tr- to believe what we hear, yeah, is right. because he didn't like his spot on the card, and f- furthermore, he wasn't going to like his spot on the card coming to Mania. So I don't. So there are literally no accomplishments, and his win loss record is okay. But he he didn't beat one of the top guys, so I'm not sure what poetic thing you're you're speaking of here. I mean, unless he's using the accomplishments that you know Paul Heyman dished out on the Raw after, where he was like, you know, he's the NCAA 
champion. He was the UFC champion. He was the youngest undisputed champion. And you know, so him for him that, to get the streak is, I guess, poetic in his view. That that doesn't count, and I don't accept that. Okay. I mean, as an argument. Um, and also maybe maybe he like he he may say that um, maybe he's trying to tie it to Heyman with Heyman's accomplishments being he managed the guy with the longest title reign in the past 25 years and then he managed the guy who broke the streak mm-hmm. but it's really fucking stupid for of the wwe to make their angle about a guy the a manager guy it's not about right. the, paul Heyman's there to enhance the talent not to be the center of the story so i wouldn't accept that as an as a as an argument either um so i don't know what accomplishments and what um what kind of year did he have that he didn't beat any of the top guys in the company or at least, at least any guy, any guy he beat that was a top guy got his win back if he didn't flat out beat them, other than Taker, mm-hmm. and didn't win any titles, any major gimmick matches, anything like that. So I'm not sure what accomplishments you speak of. I don't accept Paul Heyman as the accomplishment because he's there as enhancement. He's no better than like a JBL or an announced team. They're just there trying to get wrestlers over. It's not yeah. about Heyman. And Punk was divorced of them, like after he split with Heyman. And the only time that they brought it up recently is when Heyman brought up Punk in Chicago, and it was only to deflect the reflection, like to deflect the reaction the crowd was giving them. Right. So I don't know what all that, I don't know what poeticness you're speaking of because <laughs> I don't see that in anything that I just listed. Um. Now, uh, what I said, like we don't dodge negative criticism here. You're welcome to come and differ. In opinion, we welcome that. We address that feedback every week. Um, so it doesn't bother me that you know you have a difference of opinion. That's what makes the world go round. We're happy to debate that with listeners. We look forward to that sort of interaction. Um, it doesn't even bother me. I'm sure people will think I, you probably pissed me off by calling me a moron, but it doesn't even <laughs> bother me that you called me a moron because, well, because I come on here every week and call lots of people morons for their opinions, and I can certainly take it if I can dish it out. So you're welcome to disagree. You're welcome to call me a moron. Where I had take offense though is that you can, you should get this quote unquote job. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first of all, I hate when people say LOL. I think it's lame. But uh, okay, I'll clue you in just a little bit. This ain't a job, bro. I work a real job. I work a real nine to five, just like anybody listening at home. This is a hobby and a passion. And uh, I do it for fun with my buddies. Uh, I don't make any money. Haven't seen one red cent out of it. Uh, never will, and I'm totally cool with that. And just for you know, for your information, 95, 97% of pro wrestling podcasts, pro wrestling bo- blogs, pro wrestling news column writers, pro wrestling news, whatever sites, yeah, sites don't make jack shit. Yeah, they make enough to stay alive, stay afloat. If you're not observer, insider, or uh, what's the other one I'm thinking? A torch, you ain't seeing fucking shit. And all these people are just doing it because they love wrestling and maybe to build a build a resume, which I'm not. I'm just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, this job that you think you want, whatever, uh, ain't no job, bro. And it's something that I put a lot of time and effort, as well as these two guys. I don't mean just myself. I put a lot of time and effort into building a the very, very modest amount of success we've had and the very, very modest audience that we've been able to build. It's through a lot of time and effort. It didn't happen overnight. And I take a lot of offense that you... Some guy who posted on YouTube, not under, not even under his real name, thinks he can do what I do better. <laughs> now you may very well be able to do it better than me, but you know but I haven't, it. I haven't seen it. 
Yeah. And I would uh, invite you. No, I would challenge you <laughs> to go and put up a podcast of your own. Send me a link and I'll critique you just like you feel like you know me well enough after one listen to critique me. And uh, I'll do you one better. I'll share it with our listener base. That's If you're as good as you think you are, you've got a built-in audience right there. And uh, basically what I'm saying is talk is cheap, motherfucker. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> if you think you're better than me, so be it. Show it or shut the fuck up. Land the challenge <laughs> down, Doug. Good job. Nice stuff. You're welcome to disagree. You're welcome to think I'm stupid. But don't fucking talk shit if you ain't doing it yourself. There you go. So, and if uh, and if you're willing to dish it out, be make make sure that you can take it as well. So, uh, really good stuff. But uh, you know, going back going back to what your comment was saying, you know, um, you know, I, I was gonna try and make a point of saying, you know, this kind of sounds like the type of comment that that every you know every once you know, there's always that one guy in the group who disagrees just to disagree you know and i feel like this this was sort of that type of comment where it was you know there's always that one guy who's like no dude this is uh you know hbk is gonna break the streak okay well he didn't do it last year he's gonna do it this year you know oh this is triple h's year he's gonna do it okay well he didn't do it last year or than 17 but he's gonna do it this year now oh, well okay well you know C- uh, cm punk's coming off the hottest uh you know you know, segment that he's ever had, the storyline that he's ever had. So he's going to beat the streak, and look what he did to Paul Heyman. He's going to beat it. Oh, okay, well, he didn't do it. Brock Lesnar is going to be the guy. Oh, I told you all along Brock Lesnar is going to be the guy. Right. Like, that's that's the feeling that I get. Like, they're just waiting for that one time where they're right. Well, the, bo- <laughs> the bottom line is he has the luxury of saying, oh, I knew all along, but I just didn't put it in any sort of public forum that I right. knew all along. And uh, you're stupid. Look, again... <laughs> Guys, you are more than welcome to disagree with us. You're more welcome to think I'm stupid because I think lots of people are stupid, and I tell them that every week. And I can take that because I dish it out. But don't tell me you can do better than me if you ain't doing nothing at all because that's okay. insulting to me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> now, and if Cole Cabana were to come and say something like well, that. Well, he's the biggest wrestling podcast <laughs> there is. He fucking earned the right to say it. You, look, yeah. you put on wrestling podcasts, you fucking see Cole Cabana's face. He, he can get any dick-swinging contest he wants. <laughs> What's with all these swinging dicks around my girlfriend? Look, I mean, look. Look, talk is cheap. Put up or shut up, you know? Like, if you can do better, then go make a podcast that's better than me. And if it's better, I'll fucking say it's better, bro. But you can't just talk shit if you ain't going to do nothing about it. Good stuff. How about you, Tyler? Nicely put. Yeah? All right. So, uh, Am I wrong? Am I? uh, Not not at all. No, you're right. Good stuff. So, uh, so... Thanks for listening, I guess. Uh, next bit of feedback we have. Yeah, thanks for giving us a shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next bit of feedback we have is from I Hate the Miz saying, Great show, long as shit, but great show. Uh, such a great time to be a wrestling fan with all the young and talented up and coming wrestlers. I can't wait for this year. Also, really hope Daniel Bryan gets the long title run he deserves. And I got to admit, I teared up a bit during Bryan's thankful speech to the fans as well. Such a genuine person. Anyways, thanks for doing the podcast and letting my voice and uh, letting me voice my opinions as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. You know, I'm glad we uh, glad we get some of the you know people who like to to comment to us and stuff. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Uh, next one's coming to us from Occam City, saying, "Great show, guys! I see the logo from last week, uh, or the logo from last week lasted as long as Brian's last title run." I, I didn't touch it. I, I just, didn't either. I that just was, voiced it. That was Ben. I'll I just guarantee that was Ben. I just voiced my uh, yeah. my opinion because I think Ben and myself are the only ones who run the YouTube page, and I didn't touch it. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to do anything on the YouTube <laughs> other than read people's comments, calling me a moron. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> 
Uh, he said the WWE picked the perfect place to be, uh, bring back the evolution gimmick. Love the fact that they did it in the heart of the Bible Belt. Not sure what that means. Uh, because of their evolution. Oh, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, it could have led to a real riot at the arena. I'm sure uh, there will be some preacher using his last seconds of Raw to get up on a soapbox and push the organization onto social media like Nancy Grace did. And thank God they ended the corporate Kane gimmick. I've always hated when they turn these monstrous guys into lighter versions of their previous gimmick, like The Undertaker with the American Badass gimmick. Uh, R.I.P. to Warrior. It's kind of fitting that the guy uh, billed from Parts Unknown has all this mystery surrounding his passing. Um, the thing I gotta say about the Kane is it doesn't matter to me anymore because they've like he's been the monster. He's, yeah. They made him light and a monster again. So back and forth. It, it so he's like. He's like the this big gimmick. show. They can just be like, okay, this week you're going to go out and do this but one. Personally, I I love the corporate cane. It didn't last that long, though. And then it didn't go, you know, go the way I wanted it to. Yeah. But, you know. Well, there's still time. He yeah. can come out in his corporate pants just wearing the cane mask. I doubt that. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, yeah. I understand that he likes the, the monster, for, you know. I, mm-hmm. It's like anyway, but I did take a taking. I did take a taking. I took to the uh, corporate corporate cane. So okay, very cool. How about you, Doug? Uh, I was sending a text. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, oh, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for the uh, for the feedback. We do appreciate it. Um, you know, as far as the uh, the Ultimate Warrior, you know, the reports did come out. I, I think this comment may have come out right before the uh, the autopsy report came out, uh, saying that it was a uh, severe heart attack. You know, no drugs and alcohol were, were involved in it. But, uh, you know, were there traces of something in his body? We don't know yet. But, uh, but yeah, at least, uh, you know, we, we know what the cause of the death was, which is still very sad, uh, especially at such a young age. But uh, thank you for the, uh, for the feedback, Alcom City. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, next one coming to us from Sub Lethal 4 saying, I dislike your opinion on Wade Barrett. I think he's really awesome, uh, charismatic I think he's a really awesome, charismatic dude whose WWE title push got buried because of Super Cena, uh, decided to be a fucking prick along with Randy Orton. uh, Wade Barrett's a great wrestler, and his bad news gimmick has made him better on the mic. Simply put, out of all the mid-cards on the roster, including Cesaro, I see Barrett as a potential potential future of the company as well, and I really hope he gets his world title push sooner or later. Um... What I like about wrestling is that we all have different opinions on everything. And with that being said, we have different opinions on certain talent. I've said, uh, I've said what is on my mind. And if possible, I'd like a response to this in the next podcast. Like I said, if possible, thank you for reading this extensive comment. So thank you very much. So lethal Four. yeah, I mean, Sublethal Four, dude, like don't ever get the impression that, um, even if we come off that way, it's basically just like the flow of our show and how we, yeah, especially, especially me. Like, uh, <laughs> a lot of people like, uh, a lot of people, and this may be like the dude who we I just like kind of did a thing on. Mm-hmm. Like he, this may be where he's coming from as well. Is like a lot of people just want very like cut and dry like opinions. Like right. they want like meat and bun and bread maybe. And then uh, so I said bun and bread. That's stupid. But uh, <laughs> but like I always give like a bun on top. You always get bun. like some extra sauce with my opinion, like whether you want it or not. And uh, I mean that's just my my that's just how I am. So I mean like it, you're. You know, just like you said, it's what makes the world go round. You mm-hmm. having a different opinion than us, and um, you know, we're not telling you you're wrong for liking Barrett. I I was just saying that I don't see what the fuss is about, and um, 
I guess like if you're wanting like more details on that, um, I do think he's a good he's a good promo, but I don't think he's a great promo. And now that may be a that may be because he hasn't been given a chance to give a great promo or a reason to give a great promo. So that's a you know perfectly acceptable like counterpoint. But I think he's just good on the mic. We haven't seen any evidence of him being great, but he is a good speaker. Yeah. As far as in the ring, I find him really boring. I find that he doesn't. To my liking, I, I don't. I don't feel that he can tell a story in the ring. I don't feel like there's much transition between his moves, and uh, so I maybe he hasn't been given enough time to tell a real story yet. But uh, every time I see him, I feel like he's just going through the motions, doing moves, and um, he didn't really do that this week on Raw. But and uh, very much in the past, once his his not most recent revamp, but his, not his bad news, but the bare knuckle, the bare knuckle fighter and he even did it um the first week back after mania although he dropped it this week he was doing very strike heavy offense and um he was building his match a lot around striking and i think he does not do that very well at all i think if you're going to build your match around striking you have to be a crisp looking striker or it, it does nothing to get you over um so yeah i, I don't buy any of his striking offense or much of anything, really, and uh, especially not the bullhammer. I think the, uh, I think the, I'm sorry. I just think the bullhammer looks like absolute shit every time he does it. He he very clearly slides his elbow over the top of the guy's head instead of um, making any kind of flush like connection. And a lot of guys who throw a lot of strikes, the way they make it look good is they'll snug it right in up on the coll- between the neck and the collarbone, and maybe that's uh, <clears throat> maybe he's going for like a head looking impact, but you get way more impact out of like putting it in real snug into the collar area. Mm-hmm. And I would prefer to see that than him like whiffing over the guy's head every time. Because if you, if your finish is a knockout blow and you don't make the slightest bit of connection, I think that's a problem. There's too much air like in, in that move. And I, it just really turns me off. So that's a few of the things um, you obviously don't agree. And that's obviously okay. Yeah. Just don't challenge me to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, thanks, Subleaf, for maybe. Hopefully, that gives you a little insight into what I, what I don't see in him, mm-hmm. and maybe you have some retorts. I don't know, but uh, you know what else? Yeah, and you know, <coughs> since since doing the since doing the podcast, you know, uh, whenever we originally started doing the podcast, like we had our core group of guys. Barrett was one of them, and then you kind of you know as as you sit, I was never I was never a Barrett guy. Yeah, for the record, okay. for the record. Well, like you know. I know I was I was heavily in favor of Wade Barrett. Uh, it was like, dude, this guy, you know, they're, I was they're whenever, building up really well. Um, I don't think I was like in uh, NXT, but like I don't know when he was in Nexus, I kind of got behind him. Yeah, because he had I like his promo because you could or see those, promo, but like how he talks, I just like his voice too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like he had those leadership qualities, and you're like, okay, out of everyone in the group, he's the one who's standing out, you know, uh, and so. Yeah, he was, he was certainly a standout on NXT. Yeah, but I don't think that I think that's like not saying much because I felt like even guys we've seen much better work after NXT. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like a you know weird. Yeah, sorry, good. But uh, you know, it's kind of one of the things that like I was I was a fan of him, and then you know where we started talking back and forth and be like, okay, if you notice this and you do that, and you know you go back and you watch some of these matches, you know, I started you know picking up on some of the stuff. You know, you you notice the little things and. You know, uh, you know, Barrett's a, you know, a, a good competitor, but I don't, I don't know. It's just he's gonna have to do some more evolving in a, in a, in a sense to, uh, to get back on my this should be a, a top guy, uh, list. But uh, you know, don't the last two weeks. Yeah, he's he has really stepped been, up. Uh, or people's really, you know, 
been really behind him. Yeah, he came out the first week after Raw, and he was even doing the boom with the with the uh, forearm thing. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do that at all this week. So maybe he's transitioning out of that. That's a real big turnoff for me. If you're gonna have a striker's gimmick and you can't fucking strike, that's a problem for me because I striking is one of like something I really enjoy in wrestling. Like crisp mm-hmm. striking, like that's. Uh, so I, if you're gonna do it, you got to do it right for me to appreciate it. Yeah, and like I said. You know, you you pay attention to to that type of stuff, you know, uh, and so, you know, when you're watching the match, you you pick up on, oh man, that wasn't that wasn't very clean. That was, you know, he could have done a little bit better on stuff like that. But uh, and uh, you know, like I said, as as we've been doing this show, I've I've kind of picked up on stuff like that too. I'm, you know, I'll watch it. And I'm like, ah, he could have done a little bit better on that. And you know, I, I guess I feel like I become a little more critical of the product. Um, um. But I, I mean, when you have to come with, out uh, here and talk about it, you kind of have to. Doug, though, because, and I, I guess it's the only one that I know to compare him to is Chris Hero, though, and I've seen him do the strikes and how he hits and stuff. And I, I do agree with you, though, too, and how Barrett rolls off. Like, he, I don't, I don't want to give off the impression that, um, A, I think Barrett's bad. I don't think he's bad. I just don't see what the fuss is about. Like, I don't think he's particularly good at any one thing other than being a, a good speaker. Uh, in ring wise, I don't think he's particularly good at anything. And B, I don't want to give off the impression that you have to stiff the fuck out of people and like work unsafe or hit people really hard and try to hurt them. Like he, like we're just because we are hero fans, because Tyler brought hero up. Like hero has a lot of like heroes uh, offensive moveset is built around strikes. It, it doesn't mean that he has to kill him every fucking time. He just like he he's that old. He, he, he's like that regal type guy. He's like, well, I hit people really hard in really safe places. Like, you don't have to hit them in the fucking face. But he knows where to hit them to make it look impactful and make it look like it could finish a guy. Mm-hmm. But when Barry does it, he just, like, he floats it over their head. It really bugs me. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, But I'm don't not let saying, it discourage you from yeah, supporting yeah. Barrett, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you like him, you like him, you know? Yeah. It's just There's one of those things. wrong with that. No, not at all. Uh, but we do appreciate the com- uh, the comment and the feedback, so thank you very much. Uh, next bit of feedback is coming to us from our good buddy John David Guerra, saying, "Listen to the whole show in one sitting." I'm- Ooh, <laughs> we're congratulating you for making it through one of our shows. <laughs> you listened to our show the whole time. Uh, I'm in it for the long haul, you guys. Uh, marked out a little when Doug mentioned the lightning spiral. Page executes it pretty well. Uh, it's called the Page Turner on NXT, though not as high impact as. Uh, who was that? Yoshi- Yoshino. Yoshino. Uh, it just looked a little weird that night. So maybe it was nerves. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I just thought like, uh, I don't know. It just came off bad. I mean, it did. But um, yeah, and I had the same. I had the same uh, thoughts. I was like, that didn't look very impactful. It was kind of like it looked a little sloppy. It was like, oh, I tripped. Right. You know. But uh, yeah. So thank you for the uh, thank you for the feedback and uh, congratulations on getting Paul Heyman to retweet your picture from that guy who tried to crop out your name. So yeah, well, he's got <laughs> that he's fucking got, guy. That he's fucking got guy. Uh, at least two for sure that he's uh, retweeted his uh, pictures. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting Maybe up three, there. but I think two for sure. It's a really cool stuff. So also, uh, uh, if you want to see like our ugly mugs made a lot cooler than we actually look by uh, <laughs> by one John David Guerra. You can go to nightmareprowrestling.com. He has a print of us doing like a Tower of Doom spot. It's really yeah. cool. It makes us look much cooler than we actually are. So if you want one of those, you can get one from him. Also, if you're, He's promo- a good dude. If you're promoting all that, uh, check out his comic about monsters wrestling each other. Yeah. yeah. Nightmare, Nightmare Pro, Pro Wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, And yeah, about the print, I think it's 
you know, it, it's not that expensive. I think it's like 10 bucks or something like that. I so, need to uh, get one. I haven't got one yet. Shame so on I, you. I, I'm going to get one, okay? You better. You know, Abraham don't like to use that debit card. Yeah. Oh, can I get a receipt? That's why I got to put money <laughs> hey, on a different you're a B plus. You're a B plus bear. <laughs> B plus bear. I guess that's what I get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on up in the world, okay? That's B plus, man, to I got B plus bear. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, like I said earlier, I you know? I want to be A plus bear. You're, a bear. Look, you're no Smokey, all right? You're no Smokey the bear. I want to be an A bear. You're not Kung Fu Panda yet. Just, you know, you're in the B plus zone. B plus A bear. I'm a, a little spot for you. It is a good spot. It's a good little spot for you. I need to be an A bear, not a bear. 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 So, uh, so thank you for the feedback. Next one coming to us from Seth Rickson saying, "How dare you guys joke about the WWE cutting the Great Khali? You guys should be set to face him in a Punjabi prison match." Hey, I like how Seth Rickson's gimmick is. He always. No matter what, I don't even remember what we're talking about, but he finds a way to work Kali into every like thing. Oh, uh, what was it that he invited no, no, no. all three of us to, to to like the great Kali's WWE page? Yeah, I get I get like requests for to like that page from Rickson all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And, and for the record, I do believe that we came out as a a, a, a pro Kali podcast yeah, because Abear outvoted. Abear likes Kali. I really do. I think it's like low hanging fruit to make fun of Kali. It's like too easy. You just Step your game up. And we had the Kali versus everyone in a retirement match. Yeah. We're a pro Kali podcast. <laughs> we should put that as like our little saying. <laughs> no, right? we should not. <laughs> yes, yes. No. Listen to WNS podcast. We're a pro the great Kali. That's going to get everyone away from us. They're like, no, we want to listen to this because the great Kali is awesome and he's jokeful. <laughs> It's terrible. Anyways, final bit of feedback we have is coming from Randy from Twitter, at Roz33. There's a little shout-out for you. Great podcast. You guys deliver every week. Thanks for the entertainment. So thank you, Randy. Thank, hey, thank you, you very Randy. much, at Roz33 on Twitter. So uh, we certainly do appreciate it. But, uh, man, that was a lot of uh, a lot of feedback, a lot of talking there going on. So good way to kick off the show. Four hours. Here we go. Yeah, here, here we go. The marathon mode, part <laughs> deux. Uh It's time to dive on into Raw. We kick things off, you know, We've got to tone it down a little bit. Uh, kick things off with all the uh, all the wrestlers, all the the entire roster basically on the uh, on the stage. I know, uh, this is probably taken away from the point where they all came out there, but I noticed because I was looking at all the people on the stage, and I swear, unless y'all can tell me who this is, was I swear there was a guy in a suit and he was short and he was bald. It looked like Joey Mercury. It was Joey Mercury. Oh, okay, I just wanted. To, <laughs> he's an agent. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know. And that. he's a producer, I think. Okay, I was like. Looks like Joey Mercury. Yeah. So I had a point. Is that he not sorry. an agent anymore? I mean, he may still be, okay. but I know he. Uh, uh, well, because they they posted uh, WNS posted uh, earlier today about a possible leaked script from this past week, and uh, you know it has you know produced by okay. John Laurinaitis, produced by Joey Mercury. Like each segment or match is produced by someone else. Um, and so I saw, like, Billy Kidman's name was on there as well. They actually refer to them as, like, Mercury and Kidman. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, uh, and so that's what makes me call into question. Like, <laughs> is this, you know, is that legit? Or? Well, I mean, like, you, you, if you hear a lot of wrestlers talking about how they don't, they call each other by their, like, work names. Yeah. Like, unless you, like, really, really, like, are close with a guy or, like, are real good friends with a guy. It's like all the people at the radio station here. We all go by our radio names. Yeah, I mean. It makes sense, though. That's how you refer to them most often, right? Jazzy's name isn't Jazzy. You're shitting me. No, Kayfabe, motherfucker. Kayfabe. Damn it. Kayfabe Sorry. me. Sorry. Like, Sorry. even, like, okay. <laughs> me and Doug are family, okay? We've been knowing each other You mean to tell forever. me Jazzy Red's name is not Jazzy Red? <laughs> <laughs> In K 
inconceivable, I know. <laughs> we've been, uh, well, after, you know, since we've been doing the podcast and it's stuff, 100, even, 100, 171 weeks of lies. Oh, man. <laughs> A-Bear, go. <laughs> Save the show, Abear. Save the show. Save the show. Save the show. I was gonna say that you know, since we've been doing a podcast, even like when we're not like doing the podcast, like Doug will still call me Abear. B plus. I'm just used to it now. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's who you are. You are no longer B plus Bear. Other name. You're now Tyler. Don't call me Bear. Abear. No, he's no longer. He's Tyler B plus Bear. B plus Bear. What's my real name? Tyler B plus Bear. Nope. What are you talking about? Whatever name you used to have is gone. It's gone. Yeah. You're, you're B- didn't even know what my real last name was. <laughs> look at, your, B plus look at your driver's license. Yeah. Tyler, quote, B plus, end quote, A bear. You can't be a B, B plus A bear. You can't be a B plus A bear. <laughs> a bear that is B plus. It's a good little spot for you, though. It is a good spot. <laughs> can't all be A bears. I want to be an A A bear. Can't all be A plus bears. You're a bear. <laughs> like the babam. <laughs> I want to be a ah, bear. No. Okay. You're not ready. We're protecting you. That's not. You're not ready yeah. for that spot. We're doing. Stay down, motherfucker. We're doing what needs to be done. Okay. We What's see best for business. We see potential in you, but you not at the top. A title shot. Not, not at, at the top. top. Yeah. Hey, we recognize the potential of the a bear brand. Okay. And we'll get you little t-shirts with you know B like plus a, bear with a fuzzy bear on it. You know. We'll have it, the bear doing the shape, like the arms out to make the shape of a bee. It'll be bee bear. Give you a fucking bear hug. <laughs> a bear hug. You're going to submit bear to hug. my will. <laughs> good, good stuff. Okay. Um, but we kick things off with the, uh, with the roster up on the, uh, on the main stage, and they do a very nice tribute to the Ultimate Warrior, uh, followed by the, uh, the Ten Bell Salute. Um, so it was really, you know, really touching. It was a really good video, and, uh, you know, I saw a lot of comments saying they got very, you know, that the people who were watching it got very emotional when they did the uh, the Hall of Fame speech where he was talking to his daughters. You know, the you know the coolest thing that I'll ever do in my life is be your dad, and you know that that really strikes a chord and it's really tough. Um, but they did, you know, WWE is is well known for their amazing video packages, and they did not disappoint on this one. Um, so what did what do you guys think about that? And then. I like the fact that they gave everyone those uh, warrior masks. Yeah, so that was and everyone cool. was throughout the show wearing, you know, mm-hmm. warrior shirts and stuff. It's just, just a sad situation, you know, and it's, yeah. it was good to see everyone, you know, paying their respects. You know, yeah. And that stuff. How about you, Doug? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the cynic and everyone, or at least the cynic and me, like, yeah, it was a classy, like, tribute. But, I mean, coming off of the whole, like, uh, self-destruction of the warrior thing, it just feels a little... <laughs> it's, like, a hard to, to be, like, 100% like this was coming from the right place. This yeah. wasn't, like, publicity. This wasn't, like, we have to do a classy thing for warrior because, you know, because they had they, they really did have to. I mean, they've set the precedence of, like, when a guy like that passes away, they have to honor him, right? And, uh, and I'm not saying that they wouldn't have, but I'm just like, it feels kind of like, I mean, we'll look <clears> coming back to off the, of, you release a DVD about a guy saying how like insane and crazy and how no one likes him. And then mm-hmm. you like, you want him for the hall of fame. So like now you have to like backtrack, like, backtrack and, and like rewrite your own history about the guy. Well, they had to redo that with the new DVD coming out. Or yeah. It, come out well, that's yeah, why the new out. DVD came out. It's because he was so like unhappy with what they decided to do with the old one. And like, 
And I have I mean, a copy, there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video review for it. There uh, is I would like to. I'm oh, sorry. There is a legitimate like people in that company didn't care for the guy. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's a real thing, and I, and I, I I'm not like I'm not personally speaking ill of the dead. Like I've never met the warrior, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I only know him from a fan's perspective, but I'm saying it's kind of hard to to feel that that's not uh, at least a little bit disingenuous after the fact, and they just resigned him back. And, yeah. Um, and you know, it just I mean, furthermore, like a lot of those guys, other than like Vince and Triple H and Stephanie, who I'm sure Triple H and Stephanie is the one who's working on the deal, getting him back, and maybe he spent the most time with him from the company recently. But as far as guys on the roster, like. The guy hasn't been on the roster in so long. These guys were just know him as fans because they haven't like spent the time with him. He's mm-hmm. from a different era, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it's it was a classy like thing that they did, but it, it's hard to feel that it's a hundred percent genuine coming off of the destruction of the warrior and I want to see just recently signed him back. I want to watch that DVD and watch the new one. Yeah. What I what I was watching the I was watching the new one, uh, and I felt like they should have put. Like they should have mashed the self destruction one with the new one that came out. So, so how many how many instances could you put of like so and so said this terrible thing about it and they got same guy saying something positive about him? No, on on this one it wasn't the the only person who was talking was Warrior. Okay. And so it was this is me telling my side. Oh, okay, okay. And so that's why I felt like it would have been a good mash because like you've got, you know, guy number one talking about this and then you got Ultimate Warrior talking about the same situation and you got guy number two and then ultimate warrior you know and so i felt like it would have laced together really well sort of like no i never said that or you know this is what he was doing oh that never happened you know so who was shit talking who do they have shit talking to him on the original on the original uh bobby heenan uh there's gene okerlin hulk hogan uh pat patterson i think uh you know and they had a lot of people just you know, vince or, or triple h weren't on the original i don't remember i have to go back and watch it but uh yeah, we're. I mean, I don't know. We're not like personally like speaking ill of the of the dead. We're just saying like the very real situation that was there. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to come across as I'm like speaking ill of warrior. I'm not. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like that's the well known situation, and so it's hard to believe that they were 100 percent genuine. Although I'm sure they've made up recently. And, like, yeah, it's just. I mean, the reality is they did ha- had to do it, right? I mean, like, what were they not going to do it? I yeah. Mean, well, I mean, whenever Viscera died. Not too long ago, they didn't do much. But they didn't just indict Visser. In yeah, that's they true did a too. bunch of publicity about you know Warrior coming back and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's again no disrespect to, to Big Viss either. It's yeah. just like the reality of the situation. Yeah, we had to talk about like it's like anybody they could have they had a bad relationship they can like now like uh, repair it. Yeah, because they've got gotten Warrior, people. they've gotten Bruno. Well, there's actually one that we said last week. We don't know if that they'll ever fix, but I don't think they want to. I was about to say China and all that stuff. Yeah. But they do, you know. <laughs> Yeah. The only other big one that they they can't fix is Macho, and that's just because he's gone. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I forgot who who they made can the get Bruno and Warrior. Yeah. They can get anybody. It does. It it's, doesn't matter. But it was uh, it was like Ben said. I was trying to think of who said it, but it was Ben. Uh, you know the when the video package that they did for Macho Man whenever he died. You know they said or Ben said that Vince picked out that that particular song to play for the for the video. And if you go back and listen to it, it's Basically, just you know, he's using the lyrics to apologize, right? And you know, it's one of those like go back and watch Ultimate Warrior's speech. It has like a deeper meaning now, you know. Right. Um, but it was, you know, it was really good. 
it, it felt it came off very awkwardly where like uh triple h was trying to get the people on stage to chant warriors as yeah. as to get the whole arena to start chanting yeah, warrior. So, yeah it looks like he was like he, you could see him like look around and make eye contact and start doing the warrior like with mm-hmm. his fist and then you could see the guys like oh he wants us to <laughs> god who signs our paychecks wanting us to chant something with better chant it i mean I don't know. A lot of those guys looked genuinely moved, like Cody Rhodes. Looked Cody Rhodes looked like, yes, definitely. Yeah. you know. I mean, he he was, I mean, that's, you know, probably, probably looked up. That's his era as a child, like, probably watching. He, well, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he grew up backstage, right. you know. He was one of those guys who was always back there and, you know, hanging out. But, uh, and so he probably got to know him, you know, fairly well. But, uh, you know, it's just always tough losing losing the legend like that. So, um, but they did a good job as far as the video package and you know creating a moment for it. Um, but uh, they did announce that there was going to be an Intercontinental Championship uh, tournament uh, to determine the new number one contender, which is good because I know we've had a lack of focus here lately with the uh, Intercontinental Championship. You know, it's, it's like Big E got the title and he ran strong with it for a little bit, and then there was like, ah, you're done. Uh, just you know, go talk at the announce booth or hang out backstage. Uh, but now they actually have something i guess to focus on um and uh you know it's just good but uh the uh, the first match i've got to see uh rob van dam going up against alberto del rio um i gotta say when i saw like the matches or like the matchup or whatever who's in mm-hmm. the tournament like i didn't really care like i want to see cesaro and henry yeah <laughs> like the other ones like yeah yeah and they were like i would have liked to maybe seen you know, a second bracket or something. Like, do 16 guys. Do they, they say that's going to be the next rounds or next week on Raw? Well, what they've, what they've done now, they had I'd eight. I'd imagine they'd be on SmackDown. Mm. Well, they had eight, and then it got down to four, and I think, I'm not sure, maybe the four are going to be on, on Raw next week. Um, they may have announced it, and I just didn't catch it, but... I can see them doing the four on SmackDown and then doing the finals on Raw. Yeah. But uh, I... Or wrong. hell, do uh, do another tournament on SmackDown for the U.S. title because what have they done with that lately? Um, but yeah, but RVD ends up getting the victory. What did you guys think about the matchup? I didn't think much about it. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, Del Rio, poor guy, needs some help. <laughs> I don't know. He's got no momentum. Uh, I like the guy. I was hoping for RV, uh, hoping for Del Rio to pull it out because I thought he's a better. Because we we know Cesaro is not jobbing in the first round, so mm-hmm. I thought he would be a better second round matchup. Even though the the heel face heel dynamics would be off if Del Rio goes, yeah, I thought he would be a better matchup for Cesaro. So I was just hoping to see that match rather than uh, RVD because RVD is so fucking still. Like he just came back and he's a still as it's already like yeah. oh you're already back in just the mid card yeah, shuffle and not just can... not just like not just like his booking, but just hitting him so he hasn't. Hasn't done anything to like freshen up his move set or freshen mm-hmm. up his character in like years. He's like the same. He comes so in still, and does does his moves and picks up a win. Sometimes so, a loss. Yeah, it's crazy to see like uh, how like how the crowd was so into seeing him when he literally does literally nothing's changed in like so long about the guy. Right? Yeah, and that's why I like when Jericho returns because he at least always reinvents himself. He, yeah, he always tries to to change something about himself, and uh, you know. Sometimes it's not a big thing that he changes, but it's it's enough to say, okay, that was at least worth coming back for. And he's even stated, he's like, I'm not coming back unless I change something. Right. Uh, you know, whereas 
you know, with Rob, you know, they're doing a storyline of, well, I think I got one more run in, uh, run in me. Um, uh, you know, I saw how Dan O'Brien overcame the odds and maybe I can overcome my odds and be in the title picture. And, uh, he got in the title picture for the IC title, but, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. It, it, the, it's good to see him, but it, like you said, it's stale. He's got, he, he needs to freshen himself up, whether it be his look or his moveset or his attitude or something, mm. right? I mean, I don't know. He's got to do something a little bit differently. When's the last time he was heel? <laughs> When he probably versus John Cena. No, he was. No, nah, he was almost. He was. That was a face, huh? He was more yeah. like a tweener there because they the had tweener. like a certain ECW. segment of fans they were playing up against Cena. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. <laughs> well, no, it was like the that's during the whole ECW thing where they're like, obviously, like your smarky internet fans are gonna champion RVD and your ECW fans are gonna champion RVD, and then the people who don't who don't know that other side are championing Cena. It's like they played; they were able to play both sides with him, so he wasn't like a true hill then. Mm-hmm. Um, but RVD does end up getting the victory over Del Rio, advancing into the next round of the tournament. Uh, after that, we got to see Ry Baxel going up against the Rhodes brothers, and I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but uh, they've they've mashed Ry Baxel's theme. So uh, I didn't notice that. Uh, so really good stuff. Yeah. I actually I kind of like it. It's you know, it 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 fits, but um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it grew on me faster than the Rhodes Brothers one did because I know whenever they first came out with it, I was like, this is awful. It's, well, we thought you know, it should have been the other way around. With yeah. Where the gold, gold Dust intro into the Cody music instead of the yeah. Cody intro into the Gold Dust. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, the Rhodes Brothers entrance has, has grown on me as well. But, um, but Rybacks will end up getting the victory. So this kind of, you know, with the Usos being the, the face team champions, uh, you know, does does it seem like you know? Because here in the past couple of weeks, Ryback's has sort of been on the rise. They're actually picking up a couple of victories here and there. Yeah, I mean, you've got to build hill challengers for the babyface champs, mm-hmm. and that's what's going on there. Are the Red Scholars a better team? Yeah, probably. Is that what I said? Yeah, Road Brothers. Road Brothers. Excuse there me. You go. <laughs> Are the Red Brothers a better team? Yes, probably. Um, would I rather see the Red Brothers? Yeah. Course, I feel like they need to put more tag teams in there or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they don't do, because, well, unless you see them superstars and other stuff, they don't lost Matt Dorius, but Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have enough teams to keep, like, a second babyface team hot, or, like, simmering at least, but they don't. They would have to, like, restructure the way they run their shows, and they aren't going to do that. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's tough, because you don't really see any, uh, any character development or anything between the the tag division, you know, they just they come out, they have a match, they go back. You know, you never see anything other than that. Um, and, I'll, and that's something I'd like to see at least. But uh, but Rybacks will do end up getting the uh, the next victory. They do have R Truth and Xavier Woods, but they don't really use them as a tag team. Much. Exactly. Um, but the uh, the next matchup we got to see Paige going up against Alicia Fox. I believe this was a non-title matchup. Um, with uh, Paige getting the victory with that awesome Scorpion Crosslock submission. So, uh, uh, what did you guys think about the matchup? It was okay, I guess. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about it. I didn't feel like it was, um, holy shit, look out, here comes Paige or anything. But yeah. uh, it was fine. I remember is that J-Bell was, like, saying she's not that awesome and all stuff. She's, like, like, 
I guess he compared her to Sheamus because how pale she is, and then all uh, I remember is the, the cross fuck, lock. The fucked up thing is, is JBL was the guy who was acting like she's a flash in the band, but he's the manager. He's like the GM of NXT, so he should be the most pro like page guy on. I've seen what she can do, right? Yeah. So why the fuck would he take the opposite approach? Because he's JBL. He does whatever he wants, and and then he smiles to the crowd and waves his hat, and the fans. Did you notice that when we came out for Raw, he he was like he did the JBL chant, like he was like, "This is what I want you guys to do." He was like, "JBL, JBL," and then Mm -hmm. people started doing it. I was like, "That's weird." Well, yeah, that's that's how he is. He's full of himself. So I don't know. Like one minute he's like, I love this crowd, and then they're like, I don't know why he's chanting that. That's ridiculous. Shut up, Cole. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like, if it, if there was anybody on that announced team that should have been like the pro page guy, it should have been him. He's yeah. the guy who's seen her the most in theory, right? Yeah. So whatever. Or at least he should break down what she does and what she's about more. Or, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know something. Just build the character. Why the fuck are you the GM of NXT if you're not going to put over the NXT people when they come on Raw? Especially your NXT Divas champion, of all people. So, uh, anywho, Paige ends up getting the victory. And uh, I think someone mentioned that... Even even as a heel, he could be like the... the He's proud of his brand where he's like right. going to put his people over because that's his brand or whatever. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's not fucking rocket science. Like whenever, you know, they had the Raw and SmackDown split up and they'd have the, you know, elimination style SmackDown versus Raw and... You know, the commentators would be like, come on, man, come on. Right. Like, you know, cheering for the heels. Like, come on, you can do it. Right. Do it for SmackDown. Bring home the trophy. Uh, I hate you every other time. Yeah, like, every other time. Go go jump off a bridge. But come on. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is your Divas champion on WWE <laughs> and NXT, and you're just crapping all over her, but whatever. Got to make yourself look cool and sound edgy and got to defend yourself whenever someone calls you out. That's all you got to do. So, uh, anyway, so, uh, but what I was going to, oh, back what I was saying, um, I think someone mentioned that Alicia Fox was Paige's first opponent in NXT. So if, it, so if that's true, that's pretty cool. Um, but the, uh, next matchup we got to see Usos looking to get revenge on Batista and Orton, uh, after their last match. Ended oh, in earlier a, in the night, opponent. Triple H was like, uh. Y'all need to like we were all face, together. Their, face the shield or whatever, take care of them because they're threatened. Like, we want to stay in the title picture and all that stuff. And we I just want to be champion. I agree with Dave. We got to not. I'm a destroyer. Call me Drax. So, um, okay. But, uh, but this matchup ended up in a no contest after the shield ends up attacking. <laughs> so, kind of a short matchup. I think it went like five minutes or something like that. But, uh, you know. I wish they had. <clears throat> I wish they had uh, done the run-in to where the Usos were able to, like, capitalize off the Shield's run-in and actually beat them. Mm-hmm. Even as baby faces, it's, it's not necessarily like they cheated. It's as it says capitalizing on the right. Moment. Like, I mean, I don't know. It just feels weird for them to do two matches with the the Evolution guys, and then they're probably not going to acknowledge it again, right? Right. So I don't know. You th- you would think they would at least want to give them like a DQ win or something off of it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. One thing I did like was the uh, was the Usos war paint that was you know in tribute to uh, to the Ultimate Warrior and that was cool. Uh, <coughs> one of them shook the ropes, I believe, as well. Yeah, so really cool stuff. But Big uh, Dave did not. No, Big Dave did not because uh, when you're a bad guy, you can't honor the dead. <laughs> and people would have just booed the hell out of him for you know. Oh, you're trying to rip off you know Warrior. Um, 
but backstage a little bit later on, uh, Triple H sort of gave him like a I told you so kind of look or I don't know if he said anything to him or not. He, he said told me so. Oh, okay. But uh but yeah, so that led into what happened later on in the night. Uh next up we got to see Paul Heyman come out, cut a promo about, you know, Brock Lesnar beat the streak and uh now it's time to focus on his new client, the one and only King of Swing, Cesaro. Uh, who comes out to no music? He came out to no music on uh, on SmackDown as well. Well, um, I think that makes sense because if you want him heel, mm-hmm. the crowd fucking lost their shit doing the little uh, doo, doo, with the doo, with the arm doo, cannons doo, for his music. Well, so, why don't I just go doo, back to his old music. I mean, I that's a good question, but I prefer no music to giving him the. Yeah. Uh, plus, I mean, that's kind of associated with Zub anyway. Um, the, I noticed that. Uh, our friend John Garrett doesn't like. Uh, he, he posted something that he doesn't like. I guess Heyman calling him the King of Swing. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I don't have any problems with it. That's I mean, the least it, of my problems with the situation. I mean, but does it like does it baby him up a little bit? No. <laughs> That's a tough call. Because as soon as he said it, the fans started chanting "King of Swing, King of well, Swing." Well, he one eighty his promos all this week from yeah his his. His promo following immediately following Mania was very like, I'm saying clever things and talking fast, mm-hmm. and you guys are gonna eat this shit up right out of my hands. But this week, he I could tell he was like trying to do the droning, like repetitive, annoying thing. We're like, okay, shut the fuck up! I heard you say that already. Like he was, tr- <laughs> it was, it was almost as if he was trying to annoy. He was like, I'm gonna say it. He's again, gonna annoy again, you with King again. of Swing. Brock Lesnar is the conqueror of the streak. Brock Lesnar is the conqueror of the streak. Brock Lesnar. I prefer that to the cutesy shit because I feel like it's more in service of the character. Like if you didn't rock Lesnar, if, because if you th- you were annoyed by that, it's his intention it's to have working. annoyed you, right? I mean, I prefer. I do you? Would you rather? Because I don't think the cutesy stuff is in service of the story or the character. No, I I agree with you. Uh, there's part of me that likes the cutesy stuff, but like it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't match up with the character. And like I know, and I'm with you. Like if you're hill, I want you, you know. Do stuff hillish or have a hill promo. Don't like get people to cheer you. Don't be cutesy and all that stuff. So I, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like if if it's your job to be the bad guy, then be the be as hated as you can be, right? Don't give them don't do don't give them an opportunity to cheer you, right? Yeah. Like that's counterproductive. Do you guys think that you know here here probably in the last year or two, um, you know the WWE will try and turn someone heel and the fans, you know get get behind them so they'll turn on face because the crowd wanted them to. We have to at a certain point. You're right. Do you feel like this is what they're they're trying to resist that? Like they want Cesaro to stay heel, so they're putting him with Paul Heyman, gonna have him face, you know, good guys and stuff like that. You know, they they had a very good chance to to switch him full blown face, you know, have a you know, what I think would probably be pretty good a uh, pretty good year. This is gonna be Cesaro's year. Um, you know, you can you can already tell. He's gonna have a very productive year. Um but it looked, from the way things were going, that he was going to work face. But then they bring out Paul Heyman, and uh, you know they even cuts the promos with uh, with Michael Cole on the WWE.com, and then he comes out, works against the Big Show, attacks him after the match, uh, and then on Raw, you know this week you have Paul Heyman coming out and cutting the promos, trying to do heel. So it seems like they're trying to resist what the crowd is wanting to to keep him heel. Um. I'm not. Are you asking me if that's a bad thing, or if you ask me if I agree that's what they're? I'm I mean, do you, do you feel like that's what they're doing? 
Uh, well, I think they just realized, hey, we're really light on the heel side, and maybe yeah. we need a heel. Like we need because I mean, all your shield went babyface. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyatt's are basically a well, babyface. Well, you can you can put your la- whatever label you want on the Wyatt's. They get babyface pops. So yeah, they're basically like you said, babyface. Well, if you come out and say the name of the city, you're going to get a cheer. And yeah, I mean that's. I mean that that plays into what we're talking about with the songs and stuff. Like you, if you're a heel, I feel like you don't do the stuff that you know is going to get a good reaction, right? You yeah. sh- you shy away from that, right? On Whenever our truth was heel, he didn't come out and say, you know, Detroit, what's up? You know, he didn't do that. He stopped doing it. You know, I feel like the best one of the best babyface terms other than the sh- other than the shield in recent history is like. Del Rio had a really awesome face turn for yeah. all the two weeks that it lasted. Yeah. Like, I feel like these, what I really hate about, like, turn, turning guys these days, it's like nobody is a good guy anymore because they've done something to make amends or to do something to prove that they're trying or willing to change a path. Mm-hmm. You're a good guy now. Just, if another bad guy dicks you over, then you're a good guy now. Like, yeah. if one bad guy gets dicked over by another bad guy, He's just the default good guy. But when they did it with Del Rio, he like made amends. He's it like, was done so well, and then he was they like, just yeah, cut they, the rug out. They from wiped it away. It was so stupid. Like, and he was a good, he was a good baby face before they tried to saddle him with the, all the the weird like water bucket on that bullshit. Yeah, he didn't need it. He was like, he made amends. He was like, oh, he's like, I fucked up. He's like, I've been treating you like shit. He's like, he's like, what a good guy. I've seen the errors in my ways, right. and I'm trying to make up for it. Not I, I just, not I just got fucked over by another guy, so I'm de facto baby face. Now. Yeah. It's weird, right? But it I don't is. know. Like, it felt like they couldn't even hold. I don't. It feels like they couldn't hold Cesaro back from being a babyface. I don't think that they actually can. Yeah. I think, like, if anything, putting him with Heyman is babyfacing him even more. Yeah. I feel like it only really works with Lesnar for some reason. <laughs> it's because some people are just like sick of him. I don't know. I don't know. He's a he's hey, a devastating guy. I don't know. I mean, it's weird. Like, let's do this. Well, like whenever he, he whenever he was with Punk, he people liked it, but not everyone. But that's just because Punk is so hateable that he's not like a great Punk's not a great babyface. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's just uh, <laughs> it's I don't know. I just don't I don't know where they're going with Cesaro. Like you know, obviously he's going to be working heel, but. Is he going to be the one to kind of like acknowledge the crowd for cheering him, or he kind of shows signs of that? Yeah, and so like, is that a heel or is that? In my book, no. Look, look, I want a true blue heel. I want a dastardly fuck who's not trying to get the crowd. Blue rock- mustache. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it has to be cliche. Like he has yeah. to do cliche heel things, but I don't want him like egging the crowd on to cheer him. I don't want him basking in the cheers of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I don't want him trying to get a cheer out of the crowd. And I want a, a heel who's just a heel, like for. Just once. I think it would be so refreshing if it was just a, an actual heel. I don't want someone who's uh, who's just a shitty baby face or someone who's so good at being a heel that he gets cheered. I want that nice medium, right? There's got to be someone who can strike a balance yeah, there. I don't know. But, I mean, like like you said, you know, Lesnar is like the only guy who can do that these days, and that's just because it's like pure unfiltered hatred that people have for him. Yeah, I, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I find, I don't know. I find that just weird. Just yeah. once. I want, like, because. Like, Mark Henry's run as a heel was really good. Yeah, and see, and what the brilliance of Henry's run was, like, nobody even caught on to how awesome he, he was. Henry's run as a heel was so good of a heel run that people didn't even catch on to how good he was until they did the swerve with Cena. And they're like, oh, this guy was really good. 
I mean, not not me. I've been saying it since we've been on the fucking podcast <laughs> yeah. how awesome Henry was. But I'm just saying <laughs> he was such an awesome heel that people were like, no, there's no redeemable qualities about that guy. Fuck that guy. He sucks. Mm-hmm. But it was just like... He's injury prone. He, right. you know. Well, he is injury prone, but I mean... What can you do? The guy's, I mean... The guy's 400-something pounds. Yeah, but I mean, he, he had the best... He had one of the best heel runs in, you know... Yeah. In recent times. Yeah. Really good stuff. Like, whenever he won... The title from Orton, that was that was his top top run. And he wasn't like trying to get the people to, to cheer him or anything. He was just like, No, fuck y'all, I'll kill all you motherfuckers. All y'all puppets. Yeah. I'll eat all your babies. <laughs> fuck y'all. He said, uh what did he say to you? Don't touch him. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, if you haven't heard the fucking story, uh, we were at a house show and I was sitting like right in the corner where Henry walked by. And just as a fan, I just gave him the I like you pat on the back and I wasn't like, I wasn't like cheering him because I hate kind of hate when people like cheer the heels or whatever. And this is when he was in the middle of the heel run. I just gave him the, I just want to touch the guy cause he's so awesome. I gave him the pat on the back. Let me get he, some of that baby oil on my hand. He was sweaty as fuck, <laughs> but he just like jerked around. and was like, keep your hands to yourself. Like in my face. And I was not even like selling. I wasn't even like selling being afraid. I was legitimately afraid. I was like, Oh no, I'm sorry, Mr. Henry. I will never touch you again. <laughs> Dude is fucking scary when he's like right in your face. Yeah, and he's a big guy, so he's not like super tall, but that motherfucker is wide. He is, yeah, he's thick. So I would, I would hate <laughs> to sit next to him on an airplane or something. Like, good lord, that guy. That dude's got to go first class, huh? Oh yeah, he's got to have like his own seat, <laughs> yeah. maybe even two. He's big just, dude. Yeah, that's a big guy. So uh, speaking of Mark Hen- Henry, speaking of Cesaro, Mark Henry versus Cesaro. Hey, that into it, well. it does. Great segue. Uh-oh. Um. You know, uh, what did you guys think about this matchup? It wasn't long enough to be good. I mean, yeah. uh, it was very short. They, I give liked. Them, give them twelve. I was pumped for it, but then oh, you know, give it them was eight. I mean, though. they could do something with eight. Yeah. They didn't even have eight. But uh, I read this match. <laughs> I liked. I liked the the little strength stuff they were playing with uh, right off the bat. Collar and elbow tie up. Henry is obviously back in Cesaro. Up. I like Cesaro. Going up to the second rope for a leverage, yeah. Trying to try, and then he was able with the leverage. He was able to force Henry out of the corner. Mm-hmm. I like the little like play on who's who's stronger. Obviously Henry, but Cesaro's like because they always say pound for pound, right. pound for pound. Yeah. But I thought that was cool. But other than that little like, I thought it was really cool that he went up for leverage. But other than that, they didn't have enough time to tell a story. Yeah. Um. Please give him more time. Let him have another match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'd like to see them guys work a. You know, longer than what? I, what did they like, get? Like four minutes. When or I first yeah. saw the card for this, I'm like, Cesaro's gonna be in the main. Yeah. Actually, what I thought they were gonna do, and I'm sorry for skipping ahead, but I thought Swagger was gonna win his match, and I thought mm. this, the Swagger thing was still gonna play in with the Cesaro stuff. You thought they were gonna meet in the finals? Yeah, or close, or, or something. Like, uh, yeah. Well, they're in opposite sides yeah, of the yeah, bracket. Opposite bracket. So I thought they were because I thought that now it seems like they're gonna drop it. Yeah, I think they're done too. I think they're done with that, which is weird too. Drop it like Cesaro dropped Mark Henry. Do you feel like he's already above this title though? Because I feel like he's already more important than this title. I, I felt yeah, I do. Maybe I, I guess what maybe they're attempting to reestablish the title by yeah. putting it on him, and that's a good way to go. Definitely. But if they if they put the title on him and treat him like they did his first run or anybody else's run, what's the fucking point? He's he's right. already bigger than that. Yeah, I, you know I'm glad you said that because um, you know. You can see that his his stock is on the rise, you know, and uh, I feel like the the only reason he's in this tournament is to get the title and just say, okay, I claim the title. That's it. I want the next one. 
Do you yeah. think this little bit of attention they're paying the title by saying, "Hey, we're giving a top, we're doing a tournament, we want to crown a number one contender to challenge mm-hmm. for the title," is this an? Do you see this and give them, uh, giving them enough leeway to say this is them like trying to reestablish it by making a tournament, put it on Cesaro? Let Cesaro had fantastic matches with everybody he stepped in the ring with last year. Let him reestablish the title. It'll mean something if we put it on that guy. Or do you think it's just like, well? We need something we to need, get to <laughs> extreme rules. <laughs> we we got to put Cesaro on I'm, simmer because we're not ready for it to put a, like a major belt on. Yeah, because so. they're doing stuff with Brian, but like I like I don't know if I feel so. I just, I hope that they would have like put the belt on him and give him awesome matches. Like, hey, how about like okay after the whole thing with uh, him and Biggie, say like he wins the title off him, so there's a rematch between Biggie and yeah. Okay, they're done. He still wins the belt. Ziggler. Let's, or how about, I know that it would happen. How about, like, uh, give it time, uh, a Henry and Cesaro? Yeah. You know? Well, <clears throat> I am less concerned with matchups, impossible matchups, or matchups they will actually follow through with. The concern because is the title. He, because he, not even the title, the title's not my concern either. I, I, I'm not concerned about the title. I'm not concerned about the, the possible matchups because he's proved that he's had awesome matches with anybody you put him in the ring with. Yeah. Anybody, and I mean fucking anybody, and uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> no, but uh, my problem or my my concern is is this them is this going to bring Cesaro down? So either the title is going to bring Cesaro down, or Cesaro is going to bring the title up, one way or the other. Yeah, and I'm concerned that the title will bring him down. I yeah. hope that the, he brings the title up, but because I'm a little worried, this is just a oh, we've got to put you on simmer until we're ready to put you in the main event, mm-hmm. and not a hey. Here's the belt. Go have awesome matches and reestablish the credibility of this title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's like you give him the title, and then what does he do? Where does he go from there? It's sort of like that's the roof. Like he can't go any higher until you break free of that. Well, that's not a problem if you're going to let him like have awesome feuds and matches with everyone. Yeah. But if you're not, I mean, there's no point. Yeah. It's just, it's just a placeholder if it's not. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm awesome. I just have this belt. I haven't defended it in a long time, but I'm just holding He's on to get it. the Intercontinental Championship and be like, okay, I've claimed this one. Now it's time to go for the next one. And I'm challenging Dean Ambrose for the U.S. title. And then he gets that belt. And okay, now I'm challenging Daniel Bryan. What <laughs> I don't I, carry all the belts. I'm what, challenging Paige. What <laughs> I did like about Cesaro this week is no big swing. And he did the little, the uh, uh, like I'm, like he does the, mm-hmm. like, Eyes to the crowd, like, oh, you want to see the swing? Nah, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't getting this swing. That's <laughs> neutralizer. What, yeah, yeah. calling king of swing. He hasn't. That'd be funny. He that's a good. I think that's a, a good. I think that's good heel material. Call him the king of swing. He never does a swing. <laughs> yeah, that could work actually. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, part of being a good heel is like denying people what they want to see, yeah. right? So if you te- you keep teasing the swing and you never do it, people are hopefully. Hopefully, the desired reaction is people are eventually going to be like, oh, fuck you. You ain't going to do it anyway. Right? Yeah, or, you know turn I mean? it against the fans. Right. And I, hopefully, that's – he's teased it this week, and hopefully, that's what we see. And mm-hmm. hopefully, that can keep him here long enough. That could, yeah. And just be like, uh. Like, he could even grab the legs and start to do it. And just be like, oh, he, oh his legs are too heavy. I can't do it. And just start, you know, just wailing on him or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or not even, I mean, you don't even want to do that because uh, cause yeah. then it'd be like, oh, well, that guy's too heavy for him. Yeah. He's pound for pound the strongest man or whatever. Right. So, uh, But Cesaro does end, end up defeating Mark Henry with the uh, with the neutralizer. It's not the first time we, we have seen him do it, but it's still very impressive to have it done. Because Henry's so awkwardly shaped, it's like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And you got to get your arms, your hands locked, and then we just see him lift. We've seen him do it at the big show. We've seen him do it at the great law. Great Collie. SL. Great Lolly. <laughs> You're supporting someone and you don't even know his name. The Great Collie. Sorry, Seth Wixon. Um, the Great Collie. Was this is why I don't support him. <laughs> and you can't even get his name right. The Great Collie. Lolly. Lolly. Great Lolly. Great Lolly. So, uh, so there you go. Next up, uh, we got to see Xavier Woods going up against Rusev. Um, I guess they're they're trying to debut him and be a strong guy, but I guess you got to verse, you know, because you, you got to have those squashes and you know. And this was probably like a two minute match. Yeah. And uh, puts it, put him in the camel clutch or whatever he calls him now. The weird thing about it is like the face that Rusev has when he does it. He's just so stone faced. He's just okay. I'm here. I am winning. I have won. And I break it. You know, it's just it's, it's just weird. Um, you know, no no intensity from him. Because normally, like, you would expect him to ah, ah, But he's just like, I've been. I guess he, after that, they're going to go after a little bigger names. Yeah. Like, I guess Ziggler and all that stuff. And, like, but he's I guess just like, I've been trained more to established, do this. I, If they have Sheamus still, like, uh, faced, I guess they can do mm-hmm. him versus Sheamus. But see, this, goes, Sheamus. this goes back to what we were talking about last week about, you know, the, the slots that are that are available. You know, like. What, what the hell are you gonna do with this dude? Where are you gonna? Yeah, what are you gonna do with Rusev? Like, who's he's he gonna, gonna feud be, with? End up being pushing back. Like, I still feel like, I do feel like he's gonna be pushed back. And then you want to bring in Bo Dallas and Adam Rose as well. Like, where are these guys going? Are they trying to think that he's gonna be successful like his brother. I don't know. Because from okay, and people probably know. I mean, more he's than that. He's that, that both, cocky, arrogant, a, yes, like douchebag hey, that everyone hates. Like, you know, he gives advice, and he's you know, you have to believe. Like all of like, my believers, like a cult following, kind of like his brother. Not right? even a cult. It was more just like he's so far up his own ass that he doesn't uh, okay. seem you know. Like uh, I got to check out NXT uh, from this past week, and he he staged. You know, he was like, you know, due to the success of Daniel Bryan, we're gonna do a bow movement. Come on, everyone, get in the ring. We're going to do a bow movement, you know. And uh, and it was the weirdest thing because, you know, they obviously staged it because all the fans stood up and they turned their back to him, which was weird. Um, so it's like, who told them to do this? Because huh. they just did it. Um, but they <laughs> did a weird thing where he was like, I loved all of you. I gave you cookies. Why are you doing this to me? And it was just, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. So what's been going with Adam Rose? He's partying, man. He's a partier. I just feel like they're gonna get his lost matches in a have been, Yeah, he's he's Fandango Santino. You know, he's gonna be the comedy, but he can also wrestle. But his matches have been short as well. So it's gonna be it's I like feel sorry for all like all the people coming up, you know. And it's like where are all these guys gonna go? Like obviously you're gonna have to get rid of some of the people. Well, and, didn't Doug say last week that uh he didn't feel sorry for him? I guess he gets the sp- he felt sorry for the people who are already on the roster. Like and not being used, you know. Ziggler or Ryder. Well, I mean, you got like JTG, you got Ryder, you got Sandow, who's not being used. At, Hawkins, you know, Hawkins is still there. <laughs> I mean, is he? I don't know. See, that's the weird thing. I don't think he is. Fuck, I don't know. I mean, like Ezekiel Jackson just left. Really, it's official. Yeah, he officially announced it. You know, Evan Borden is still on the roster, <laughs> yeah. but. Where the hell has he been in the last two or three years? I'm surprised that they haven't released him yet. Yeah, and it's just, you know, you have so much talent and so little time, and 
That's you bad. Know. He probably hasn't been wrestling. So he hasn't been wrestling for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if he gets released, he's going to have to like solo try to get back in the indies and re-wrestle yeah. again. And it's just like, they they have all these extra shows. They have superstars. They have, you know, uh, SmackDown. And what's the other one? It's not NXT, but um, main, event. main event. You know, they have all these chances to progress storylines. And all they do is flashbacks. Well, hey, did you see what happened on SmackDown? Hey, did you see what happened on Raw? Well, too, don't worry, because we're going to show you. Hey, <coughs> this show, we're not going to, they need to create another show. Hey, this is just a flashback show. Yeah. No wrestling. Live, no r- live wrestling. Well, they it's have that. They have it on the WWE Network. This week in WWE, they have that. They have their show. They don't need to do the constant flashbacks now. I know. Um, well, I mean, once the network gets available to all the all the other countries that are going to be able to see it. But use this time. You're taking an hour-long show, 40 minutes if you take out commercials, you know, and you're taking 20 minutes of that just for flashbacks. So it's, it's really weird. I don't know. Uh it's official, like a referee with a whistle. Sting has made his on WWE TV. What? Maybe, well, well, on the network, on the Warrior Tribute, Sting was on the Warrior Tribute. So he's on WWE TV. It happened. This thing. Wait, what do you mean? The, now they're doing the Warrior Tribute. Yeah. Or whatever, like Sting was on the Warrior Tribute. On like w- they were having a live show or something? Uh, Well, I don't or know. Or was I it just, just have, I, they had him talking about him? Uh, Well, it's a recent... The picture, the screen cap I saw looked recent. Like he's balding and he had the face paint, the newer <laughs> face paint and stuff. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying it yeah. looked like a recent no. thing of him. That's weird. So uh, I think he's officially been on WWE TV now. Huh. Well, I guess as much the network. So WWE yeah. Network at least. So uh, so yeah, really weird stuff. But uh, Rusev ends up getting the victory over Xavier Woods. I like Rusev. Yeah, but you know, I, I know you stepped out. Uh, but uh, but we were talking about like you know who's he gonna feud with? Where is he gonna go? Is like. We could say that for like twenty different guys. Yeah, and that's that's what uh, what Tyler and I were discussing. Um, My problem, I don't like the the, uh, the camel clutch. Yeah, he needs something more impactful. He does a lot of like uh, impressive, impactful uh, offense for a guy his size. Mm-hmm. But he should have like an impressive, impactful finisher, not just the camel clutch. Didn't he have a super kick? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the guy. I've just seen <laughs> that match and. A few other times he's been on. Okay. Well, after the matchup, um, you know, he was looking to attack our truth and uh, Lana said no, and he decided to attack anyway. So, whatever. Yeah. I also looked at SmackDown spoilers, and I guess the tournament's just going to continue on Raw. Unless oh, okay. I read, unless I read them wrong, they didn't have any more matches. I thought you came in like what you were gonna say. Sting signed with them. There's some spoiler for SmackDown. He showed up. He showed up on. He made his debut on <laughs> he was SmackDown. In the rafters and it's really tall. So I don't know how the <laughs> fuck he got up there. <laughs> so uh, the he next, was on the Warrior Tribute. That's yeah. it. But so, hey, that counts though. I mean, yeah, technically, I guess. But uh, yeah. So the uh, the next matchup we got to see Sheamus going up against Jack Swagger. What'd you guys think about this matchup? I don't know. I think I was trying to focus on, like, I was like, I hope he. W- I don't know. In my head, I thought that the Cesaro and Swagger stuff was going to continue. So I was like, yeah. Swagger has to get it. But no. And you were wrong. No. But other than that, I was like, eh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was totally fine. I didn't have any uh, problems, really. Okay. Seamus ends up defeating uh, Jack Swagger, advancing to the next round. Uh, and that takes us into the uh, the next segment where Damian Sandow is in the ring. Uh, talking about 
I guess they're gonna like it's gonna do Damian Sandow versus Big Show stuff. I, don't, I guess I don't so. Know. That's fucking weird. It was weird because uh, Sandow was oh. cutting a promo and got interrupted by Big Show, and it looked like they were supposed to have a match, and Sandow just pissed Big Show off, and Big Show just knocked him out and decided to leave. No matchup. Whatever. See you later. Bye. Um. So yeah. Any thoughts on that? Uh, psh, new feud, I guess. Yeah. How about you, Doug? Um, it was weird to say the least. It felt like they were doing some more of that fan's projection of the character onto the character, mm-hmm. meaning that he's a guy who felt like, um, or he's a guy the crowd feels like, and I, I don't want to associate myself with it. I think he's perfectly fine, but I don't, much like your Ziggler's or your Barrett's, I haven't seen enough of him to say, I mean, as as in love with him as the rest of all these people seem to be. Same with Cody Rhodes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt like this is another instance of them letting the guy run his gimmick off of fan projection with this guy saying, like, he was saying, oh, I deserve this. I, uh, I've earned this. I deserve this, like, spot or whatever. It's been taken away from me or whatever. Just felt like another one of those instances where they're going to let the crowd dictate the character. I don't know. I mean, I guess he played it as a heel, which is, I guess, weird, but hmm. I don't know why the Big Show was just like, okay, whatever, and then knocked him out. Yeah. Like, ah, whatever. You're just pissing me off. Don't piss off the Big Show. So, uh, next up, we got to see uh, Bray Wyatt come out, the Wyatt family coming out, uh, cutting a promo on John Cena about how he's a liar and how Wyatt has never lied to any of you. Um, as I, I wasn't. I forgot what I was doing. I wasn't. I, I know I wasn't paying enough attention to this to this segment, um, but I did see John Cena coming out and doing his little Photoshop gimmick. He was a cheesy for a while until yeah. I think I don't know what White said something about get serious. No, not get serious, but something happened. He's like, then Cena got serious, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought this was pretty well done, actually. Um, I think this is again another case of uh, much like the Triple H stuff. Much like the Stephanie stuff, this is another way of them letting public perception of John Cena dictate the story. And I think this was, oh, Cena has lame jokes and blah, blah, blah. So they worked it into the angle to where, like, Cena come out and did uh, his lame joke shtick. Mm-hmm. Especially after it felt like they were going to go that direction before Mania, and then they they switched quickly, and he was, like, doing the I'm afraid of you stuff. Well, here he comes out, he does the, the joke, the stupid old Titan Tron that we've seen a hundred times, like, the the lame jokes exactly what they were, but when I but when I sort of realized this is basically what they were going for was when Bray calls him out on it. He's like, "This is what you do every time you're really afraid of someone. You can't mm-hmm. like you don't know how to cope. Yeah, you don't know how to cope with your your fear of a guy and you make stupid jokes. It's a defense mechanism. And so it really was part of the angle. It wasn't just him doing stupid jokes for the sake of I can't I don't know anything better to do than stupid jokes. Right. It was really like part of the angle. And um. I think it's just like a, a trend. This is what we're, we're going to be seeing from now on. Much like the Triple H and Stephanie stuff is like, this is your perception of this guy. Well, we're going to use that to our advantage. We're going to put plug that in angle how we can. And uh, mm-hmm. I felt like it worked here. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I was catching the uh, the pictures and stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, he's he's doing the same thing like he did to. Uh, um, oh, now I'm seeing his face and Heath Slater. You know, and I was just like, why are they doing this again? And you know, then you you see the change in Cena's face, where he's like, you know, I'm I'm gonna beat your ass. I don't care, you know, what you say. Um, well, it's not just that, but it was the in character, in angle, um, 
uh, calling him out for exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't yeah. just like it wasn't just like a don't make light of me. It was like a this is what you do, and this is what people don't like about you, or whatever kind of a thing. Right. And uh, you know, it sort of led to talk about a, a cage match at Extreme Rules. Uh, you know, basically saying, you know, without without those without those two guys standing behind you, you're nothing. You know, you can't you can't get the job done. So uh, you know, cage match at Extreme Rules. Let's see what how was you. That thing? It's like, let's you see how you do. Doing shots or something at the quad, or whatever. To what was it? Uh, Harper or no? You, you like to go streaking at the quad. <laughs> I don't know. I chuckled at that. Chuckling. Chuckling. Like, you must have jokes for days. Be bear. Be bear. Be bear. So, uh, be bear. so yeah. Do you guys think we're going to be seeing the uh, the cage match, Cena well, versus Wyatt? I don't know why they would bring it up if they weren't going to do it. Yeah. Um. Thank God, at least it wasn't the first match in their feud. Yeah, and not just there to have it, but I don't think that this this feud has earned or deserved a cage match. No, but there's uh, not enough heat. The the fans want. I mean, the fans like Wyatt, but the feud hasn't been heated enough to, to to deserve it. Right, and they're doing it so that they'll say, "Oh, well, you know, Harper and Rowan can't get in," even though I mean right. they could technically just climb or go through the door. But anyways, um, but yeah, it, there is it's more just to say, hey. You know, let me be able to focus strictly on you without having to worry about your boys. So uh, we've seen them like pull some tricky stuff with that, though. Mm-hmm. Didn't they? Um, weren't they able to get inside the cage um, at the? Um, like, didn't they do the lights out and they appear inside the chamber thing? Yeah, the elimination chamber. That, but that was because the door was open. Okay, okay. Uh, that was it. Right after someone had gotten eliminated. I thought it was a a, a spooky, tricky thing they did. No. Okay, my bad, my bad. But then, then, yeah, then they did ask, "How did they get in here while the door's like wide open?" <laughs> so, okay, my bad. Um, but <laughs> apparently, I fell for it then. You fool! No, uh, but that takes us into the next matchup: Fandango going teaming up with Layla to go up against Santino and Emma because. Over the course of the week, I don't know if we reported it last week, but uh, Fandango dropped Summer Rae like a bad habit, saying it's not me, it's you. They broke up on Twitter. Yeah, what a class act. Uh, and Layla well, was... Well, hey, I told Divas, you remember what he said? Because all that drama, he didn't want her uh, her to uh, bring him down in his career. Yeah. Told you. That's where they play them storylines. Told oh, Divas, man. told Divas, it's in your head, man. Wow. Yeah, I know. You want to know what's going on with the Divas? You got to start watching Total Divas. Yeah, yeah. The amazing uh, career of Fandango. So, um, yeah. So, I uh, love him on Total Divas. He's like a total slime ball. And it's <laughs> awesome. So he's got a new gal in Layla who's dancing for him now. Um, I like it. You, you said didn't? that pretty slime ball yourself. She's dancing for him now. You made dancing it seem like she was. She's bending over and doing the splits for him and <clears throat> all kinds of stuff. Rubbing, rubbing all up on him and dancing. Anywho, uh, Fantango and Layla get the victory over Santino and Emma. Really, any, I mean, anything to take away from this? I mean, yeah, it was to say, oh, they've, you know, Fandango's found a matching partner. Yeah, I mean, not really. They're just letting Samarago solo. Yeah. So. But see, that's the thing. It's like they act like they were dating, but they never showed any signs. It was just they were dance partners. Yeah, we're dance partners, but we like each other. But and backstage, we're going to bang. Uh, okay. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, sure. That, that never happened, but okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> backstage fallout. That for sure never happened. <laughs> All I'm saying is that Daniel Bryan never hears rumors, but he heard rumors. Right. So, anyways, 
Bang bus. Uh, <laughs> bang cab. Bang cab. Uh, next up, we got to see Wade Barrett going up against Dolph Ziggler. These guys Ziggler. are referencing pornography. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking bang about. Bang horse and buggy. Bo- horse and buggy. Uh, so Wade bang Barrett, horse and buggy? Wade Barrett wow. versus Is Dolph Ziggler. Is that a real Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's you're like, like, maybe I totally know what I'm not saying. It's, it's filmed in New hey. York around Central Park. <laughs> Don't wow. ask about that. Ask about bang bicycle. You need to you need know. to look up your urban dictionary word of it the day, Mr. Abear. I didn't get to look at it. You need to do that. So uh, every day he sends me shit like that. Nice joking. I'm not every day. Just every once every in a while. Day. You just like not even. scour urban dictionary for words for him to look up. I just happened to see it and uh, you know, yeah, majestic. I, I don't know mac and cheese. It's pretty good. You need to look it up. Uh, so Wade Barrett going up do against it on the podcast. Yeah, do it right now. Uh, so Wade Barrett going up against Dolph Ziggler. You look it up while while Doug and I talk wrestling. Doug, what did you think about this matchup? Did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. I know people were into it. People were raving about it. I felt to see why. This was like what, the one match that the crowd was partially into, and they then they chanting, started chanting CM Punk. They were chanting this was awesome for like for like a hot minute, and I was like, really? Yeah. What the fuck is so awesome about this? Mm-hmm. No disrespect, but I just didn't get into it. I mean, yeah, the whole the crowd the whole night was definitely out of it. Where the um, fuck were they? I don't know. Somewhere where they weren't vocal enough, and you know they tried to do the little smarmy, "Hey, look at us chanting JBL and Mike and Jerry," uh, mm-hmm. but that quickly died out. And I'm glad it did. I'd rather them be quiet than chant stupid stuff like that. Um, what did you think about the match? Because I heard like. Uh, Somebody about like Mick Foley putting the match over, and like I heard them saying this was awesome for like a minute or so before they decided to chant CM Punk. Now I saw people just being like, "This is a good match," but I just I felt I thought it was a good match. I didn't I didn't think it was anything great, but from what I re- recall, uh, it was it was an okay match. It was good. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. I I, I don't I don't remember any like glaring faults with it i just don't mm-hmm. i mean it was perfectly fine but i didn't remember like this is awesome or this is great tyler's giggling <laughs> must have what something the, to say if you can get that kind of reaction out of b-bear i mean it's called screwnicorn i like how you called him b-bear though <laughs> b plus bear b plus bear uh, when two bear. raging lesbians get naked and strap dildos to their foreheads they get down all fours and crawl around trying to penetrate each other the fuck screenicorn wow there's things you'll find on urban dictionary that doesn't like... even sound all that weird what's the problem he thought it was weird i mean that i don't know just came out of nowhere all the stuff that he i just thought i'd share it with you that's all let those else. ladies have fun. Yeah, let them have their fun. Use it in a sentence. I know they put a sentence in there somewhere. The screwicorn winced as her dildo hit the door frame. <laughs> the whiplash injury was a result of the drunken screwicorn. Okay. Hey, listen. Late, the late girls have a screwicorn over the hot chick. Listen, ladies it who happens. are it happens. Ladies yeah. who are into that. Be into that. That's cool. Yeah. No worries. Embrace your sexual side. Tyler, Tyler, I don't know why he's tripping on this. Tyler B. Bear. <laughs> Is it A. Bear or a Bear? I mean, we got to clear the air here. That'll be the the comment for this week. Wow. If anyone if anyone wants to. Uh, I do what I want to do. <clears throat> should we leave it to the to the 
listeners? No, I don't trust our listeners. Okay. <laughs> He's a B plus bear. B plus bear. How did you find that? B plus A bear. I was scrolling through uh, one of those sites that I, you know, you find the funny memes and all that stuff, and that happened well, to just I pop just up. I just want to say what's related to screw corn. Oh, like some of the words. I just want to say that that's pretty tame, and I don't know why anyone's tripping on that. It says a dildo. Do your thing, ladies. Lesbian, <laughs> screw a corning, unicorn, screw corns, dildos, screw corn, sex, strap on, Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Bruce Campbell got to do with it, but. Ginormous, Jay Leno, <laughs> Minge Muncher, Penetration, and Pussy Licker. So, I don't know why the fuck Bruce why Campbell. Why are Bruce and Campbell and Jay Leno in that related list? I don't know. I don't man. fucking know. Maybe it's like their chins are so sturdy they could get the ah. strap-ons like really well there. Ah, good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can rationalize See? it. Doug's good at this stuff. I'm good at this he, stuff. He's good at breaking shit down. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, yeah. Screwnicorn. Oh. Maybe Bruce Campbell or Jay Leno is like um, slang for girls who have like oh. sturdy chins to put, to put the strap-ons okay. on. Yeah, you look that up and... Uh, Bruce. And we'll continue our raw discussion. Final matchup: Shield versus uh, Do your thing, ladies. nearly every heel. This ended up in a no contest. Um, you know the heels attacked. Shield got to stand their ground, and then the heels attacked again. Got beat down, and then we got to hear "Line in the Sand," the Evolution theme, as Triple H, Randy Orton, and Batista walk out and tell them, "Get out of the ring. We've got it from here." And they each hand uh, Roman Reigns a finisher. They give a finisher to uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins as well. Uh, really powerful stuff, I think, from from Evolution. But what, what did you think, Doug? Uh, yeah, I thought the the shield looked um, A plus in this. A plus, not B plus bears. Not B plus bears. <laughs> but, uh, not bad news bears. No, they looked really um, even in defeat, even in uh, total beatdown, total annihilation. The guys in the guys, face of destruction. These guys look like. Uh, a million bucks because they never backed down. Mm-hmm. They never said, oh, we're outnumbered, we're fucked. They said, okay. Bring it on. <laughs> we're going to take down as many of you as we can in the process. Yeah. And uh, even when shit really hit the fan and they really went down and then even Evolution came out and started piling on, they never stopped fighting. There were even instances where they like... <sighs> Yeah. Like scrapping along, crawl, crawling. Scratch to, and crawl your way through. Yeah, to and, try and fight back. And I thought they came out looking. Like, if I can just get enough of a of an opening. Like, they never they, they never stopped. Like, right. never stopped fighting even they got their asses handed to them. And that's what you want out of baby faces. Yes. I don't want, I don't want, like, I don't want baby faces who don't want to fight. I, I don't want baby, baby faces are better when the odds are against them. Mm-hmm. You don't ever want, like, baby faces to have the numbers advantage. You always want them to defy the odds. Yeah. And they looked really good doing it. I mean, like. Yeah, they did. Uh, what I really liked about it was that, you know, they started the match off, you know, by keeping the guy in their corner. And then, you know, things went wrong. They ended up in their corner. Instant tags, tags, tags. Right. Beat down, beat down, beat down. And then everything broke down. They ended up falling to the outside. They did their dives. And then what I really liked about it is that, you know, while everyone's trying to regroup and everything, the shield say, okay, we got to get back in the ring. So, right. you know, yeah. we have to... Put our re- backs together. And- yeah, and so, like, Seth, like, grabs Dean Ambrose and throws him into the ring, and they slide in, and, you know, they're standing there trying to stand tall. The shield versus the fucking world. Yeah, and I absolutely loved that visual of seeing those three guys stand up there saying, all right, dude, you know, you guys got a, a few good looks in, but we're still standing. 
And then they came in and just got their ass handed to him. And, you know, they were still fighting and fighting and fighting and saying, okay, you know, he's got four guys on him. I've only got two. Let me try and bolt and, you know, beat a couple of those guys down and take take the, you know, focus off of him for a second. And they were just trying to, you know, handle as much as they could. But, you know, eventually the numbers overcame them. And then they still kept fighting. You know, the, the scene where Triple H is has the mic and he's on his knees going, come on, Roman, come on. And you can just see, you know, Roman Reigns. Like on, that was guy. a, that was a standout moment for Roman Reigns. Cause not only was he the one who is still trying to fight, trying to get to triple H, but he took all three of the finishers to finally put him down. And, uh, you know, it was a very strong statement for the shield. I think they understand their gimmick on the most like my, they, they understand it on the most like minute level. They know, exactly what their characters should do in a situation mm-hmm. to like the smallest detail. Yes. And uh, they know how to wrestle perfectly in their gimmick. And they understand that they're got, they're like tactician guys. They understand that they fight as a team and they know what that means at any point in any situation. And they know what to do to reflect that character. I'm and, glad that they didn't break them up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this definitely worked. I mean, we, we sort of made the argument already before they decided not to, that they've, Sort of like overcome the you need to break them up. They've mm-hmm. kind of transcended that. And, uh, yeah. So. They've done such a good job. Like, I mean, what do you what do you think this is headed? Do you think this is headed to the oh we're going to see Roman and Triple H, Triple H at SummerSlam, or do you or you think we're going to get a trios match out of this? What do you say? <clears throat> I mean, I think we're going to see a trios match for yeah, Extreme this, Rules. Okay. Um, you think it leads to the Hunter Roman Reigns? The next pay-per-view? that could be that could be Roman's breakout, like yeah. SummerSlam ish. Yeah, I That's could definitely see that. Extreme rules. Extreme rules is the next one. Yeah, I think it's like two or three three weeks away. Do you like think that. this is the uh, like optimal use for Batista and uh, Randy Orton right now? Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't like that they're using Kane to f- to probably face Daniel Bryan. I don't know if that's going to be at Raw or if they're going to continue that to Extreme it, Rules. It, they explained it away in storyline though. Yeah. It, it just feels weird that it's like I still feel like Triple H needs to deal with with. Daniel Bryan, yeah. More. Well, who who do you put then? I mean, if you don't like Kane, I mean, I, they've explained why. I mean, you, they've explained why Orton and Batista are putting their rematches on hold because he, Triple H has made the case to them that they have to get they have to put the shield uh, down before they can get a fair or quote unquote fair rematch. Um, and then, I mean, I think I think Kane is as good of choice as anybody else to be. I mean, it's obviously like Bryan's going to retain against the guy. Yeah. But I mean, who do you see as if you if you don't like that? Who would you have rather seen in that spot? In in my eyes, Batista's out. He had his chance at Mania, uh, and he was the one who tapped out. Uh, whereas Orton was the champ. He did not lose. Uh, you know, he didn't get pinned. He didn't get submitted. Um, and you know, in his contract, he gets a rematch. Whereas Batista's just like, oh, I just want to be in the title picture. That's all I want. Well, sure, but so, they've 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 at least put. Minimal effort, at least at the at bare minimum, they've explained why he's not getting a shot right now. Because right. Triple H convinced him that it's in his best interest to take out the shield first. Yeah. So that makes sense enough for me to say, okay, then you take them off the table. So yeah, and I'm, I'm of, fine with that. But okay. the thing is, is like, you know, I don't is is Kane the best option for for Daniel Bryan? They have that's history. The only one. Right now, they is, have history as friends, and they have a recent history with him trying to fuck Brian over. Yeah, like yeah. pre-mania. That's the only so, person because if Evolution's 
you know, busy with the shield. There has no one else right now. Who is yeah. a promising heel that you throw in there? I mean, they're that's that's the biggest issue. They don't really have any. You know, and that goes back to the topic of, you know, having a shortage of heels right now. I feel like four, maybe five months ago, we we're saying they don't have any fucking baby faces. Yeah, now we've got too many. And now I feel like we're saying they don't have any fucking heels. <laughs> Find a balance, guys. Come on. So, um, but yeah, so the shield versus pretty much everybody, no contest. Uh, and, uh, we should clarify for people comment. We mean credible to the title heels. And yeah. Faces. Not, not just... just Oh, here's you here's know, a bad guy. Yeah, we mean a credible. Here's Camacho. Title, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I, there you go. I found a definition for Bruce Campbell. Oh my God! On our prediction, I told you. Oh, dude. I, oh, b- before you do your uh, Bruce Campbell thing, I would like to see, like we were talking about last week, I would like to see Lesnar mm-hmm. and Brian at SummerSlam. I think yeah. that's a good time yeah. for that. Yeah, that's your big bad heel to play off your your triumphant babyface. Yeah. Okay, tell your Bruce Campbell joke. <laughs> Sorry. This is a sex move named after the titular B movie action hero. It is starts he? off. Even Bruce the, Campbell is a B plus. <laughs> it starts off. <laughs> You're happy to be a plus now, right? Revving your hand like a chainsaw, slamming up, slamming it up the vagina or ass. Your choice of your partner yelling, "This is my boomstick!" Mimicking <laughs> <laughs> a shotgun blast by opening your hand inside the other person. At the end, pull out your hand, extend your chin, and look down at the other person and say <clears throat> in your most badass voice, "Groovy." Wait, okay, I fail to understand like the logistics of this. Is he like it's there and he's getting it on the comeback like it is, or is he like? Is, like, he, is he hitting her with the elbow? Or is, it, is he like is the, the, is the impact on the recoil, or is it like when he comes or back? Like, does he insert his hand and use his other hand to like do so that? I think I it's just, just this one hand. It's just revving it up, and then you slam it against the vagina or ass. Like I said, your choice. And on uh, the on the way back or on the way up? Yeah, no. Well, you hit it because you if you're chain, if you're chainsaw motioning, you're revving back. You're pulling back. So you just do, do you that, chase? like your hand. I don't know. It says like you slam it with the. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It says you slam it. <laughs> Just slam it. Just slam the pussy. Slam it up the vagina. Up or the ass. vagina. Uh, so I don't know. So it's like. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> this is the visual of you doing that. <laughs> That's weird. Remember, it's your choice. Vagina your choice. or ass. So. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Tyler. <laughs> Tune in next week for another Urban Dictionary reading. There's a guy who posted it. His name is Teddy fucking Roosevelt. (laughs) Okay. Cool. All right. Are you going to do um, a Legends House segment every week like we do Total Divas? I mean, if you guys want to, we can. Um, No, I think it should be your responsibility. Ah, crap. See, I don't I think know if fa- I'm gonna be able to watch all of it. And I stuff. think the listener, I think the listeners want you to to have a Legends House segment. Yeah, I think we need feedback on that. Us. I think we need feedback because I don't know about being a one man show on that. But all right, well, you know, give us well, some feedback on that. Do do you will you want? Oh, wait, come on, dude! I, it's total. Divas is practically a one man show. I mean, my back fucking hurts from carrying Avery all these fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll ride your fucking coattail, man. <laughs> I'm just joking. Did you watch this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me hop on your back right now. 
We, that's a video for next week. We'll film Total Divas. I'll actually have Aber on my back while I'm, <laughs> while I'm doing Total Divas. So with that being said, and now Total Divas with Doug and Tyler. Mostly Doug. No wonder people call you fat on Twitter. Shut up! I have to say, I feel like a real diva. You are a grown-ass woman. Hey, what's up? <laughs> it's Total Divas. One man show. With Doug. Oh, man, my back hurt. <laughs> No, but, um, okay, so I guess I'm doing this solo. You didn't see any of it? No. You asshole. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Well, um, we sort of, um, one of the storylines uh, this week was sort of playing uh, Natalia off of the slap, quote, unquote. Or oh. rather, I believe that they took WrestleMania off to not run head-to-head with themselves on pay-per-view. Well, I, be- the, I believe they skipped a, skipped a week. The slap from Eva. Yeah, so I believe we're not... Last week was WrestleMania. The week before was a slap. And I think there were... Yeah, and either right. that or we missed one while we were in New Orleans. I don't know. I, I believe that they skipped a week. I believe I heard that. So, um, basically, like, this uh, Natalia's little storyline this week is playing off the slap. She's uh, at lunch with the ladies. Her nose starts bleeding. They start telling her how gross that shit is. And she's <laughs> like, can you get off my ass? Because I got slapped in the face by Summer Rae. <clears throat> she tells the story. They're like, that's fucking gross. You know, we're trying to eat or whatever. And she's like, get off my ass. And uh, I don't know. Like, they, I guess, um, who's the guy who's always with Jan? Like, the, uh, like her male equivalent. They're always, her, Jan and the dude are always together. Bug out looking dude. Oh. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Can't think of his name. Well, um, later on at the arena, he's like, hey, Natalia, I got to talk to you. Or wait. I actually, I actually think it's the other way around. I actually think that she went to the doctor because she like, she's like, I know when my body's fucked up, it's my body. I got slapped in the nose. It bleeds a lot. This is bullshit. I need to see a doctor. And um, so I think that the uh, doctor does X-rays or whatever type of scans you need to see if a ro- uh, someone's nose is messed up. And uh, he's like, Yeah, you need like some sort of invasive surgery where you're going to be out for like. I don't know. I'm saying six months. I forget what the, the forever. Rule. You'll be out indefinitely. You'll never wrestle again because your nose got slapped. <laughs> Bitch. No, but it's like six months or something obscene. Like I think I broke my nose. Like I used to work at a blockbuster in high school, and me and my buddies would like. This sounds so <laughs> lame, but <laughs> I guess you can make fun of fun of me about this. But we would like wrestle, not sexually, but uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it got a little hot and heavy sometimes, guys. But but uh, some Bruce Campbell's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still feeling the effects to this day. Uh, but no, um, we would wrestle around, and I called it a real snug elbow to the nose once, and I think my nose has been crooked ever since. But I think I could wrestle if I had to. I like those snug hits. Yeah. It, my my eyes watered and everything. You know when your nose gets fucked up or broken or whatever? You get I never eyes had water. my nose broken before. Uh, mine's crooked. You see how mine goes like this? This is from a Blockbuster wrestling match. Oh. But anyway, would she's going to be off. Sorry, how was it? Well, no, I was going for There was like a <laughs> this sounds so um <laughs> so sexual, but <laughs> it was like a <laughs> someone had me in a waist lock and I was going for the go around like waist lock the reversal, you know, and you float around behind or whatever, and I just caught the elbow to the nose, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You want me to demonstrate uh, on you? <laughs> 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 but no, like um her nose is messed up and she's going to have to take time off, so she's going to tell the bug-eyed guy who's always with Jane, I forget his name. Uh, 
that uh, she's going to need time off because she's like, I'll put my buddy first or whatever. And it just so happens he was looking for her to speak to her, but his news was, she was like, okay, give me your news first. And he was basically like, oh, do you want to wrestle for the title of the pay-per-view? And she was like, fuck yeah, I want to wrestle for the title at the pay-per-view. Who would say no to that? And he's like, oh, okay, great. Um, basically, you're working with AJ and, you know, we'll see how it goes or whatever. And then he was like, oh, well, what were you going to tell me? And she's like, oh, she's trying to play it off, I guess, at that point. And she was like, I was just going to ask if I could get some comps for WrestleMania. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's like 3,000 days in the future. Obviously bullshit. And she was like, okay, whatever. And then, like, when she comes out, she does the most obvious excited thing. Like, she jumps around in a circle and does, like, the excited hands, but, like, right in the camera to where you can tell she did it just to be in the camera, you know? But it was great. Uh, <laughs> Playing to the camera. All right. Yeah, but uh, so so she has like some she has a match coming up. I guess uh, I think it was Raw. I can't remember. <clears throat> no, well, maybe so. I can't remember. Um, what, who she wrestled uh, AJ at TLC? We were there, right? Yeah, Is that the match that happened? Okay, that's uh, yeah. the match that we're in question that we're speaking of. But she has a singles match with Summer Rae <clears throat> before then, sometime. Uh, it's kind of unclear as to how far in the future they are, but uh. And I don't remember, recall a singles match with Summer Rae that sticks out to me. But uh, she's like, hey, you know, um, you know, stay away from my face. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, just, you know, don't do any offense to my face or whatever. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm a professional. She's like, look, bitch, I said just don't touch my face. <laughs> and uh, so they have a match, and then she does uh, some kicks and stuff that look light as hell that probably didn't even actually touch Natalia's face. But... Natalia acts like she fucking like shoveled her in the face, and it's awesome because you're like, oh, whatever. She didn't even touch you, but um, and then she comes back and she was like, oh my god, I'm fucking pissed off, and all the girls were like, what's going on? And she's like, I told that bitch not to touch my face because my nose is fucked up, and she's like, we know. We were like, what's going on? Because you know the you know the divas are always like, they know they. They know what's going on and they completely understand the situation, but they always ask like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Oh, we yeah. know. We noticed that crazy thing that we act like we don't notice or whatever." They did one of those, you know? Yeah. And what's uh, going on? yeah, so it was just crazy. Like the whole thing is like, basically, like TJ's like, "Suck it up, lady." Or no, I think TJ's like, "Hey, it's your nose. Like, uh, you know, do you want to take some time off because you might die or something from your broken nose?" And she's like, "No, I'm fine." I need to put my career first. And he's like, you got this, babe. And she's like, I got this, babe. And you're like, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Oh, I'm fucking up the rhythm. But, um, yeah, That's so that shit happens. Us, babe. She wrestles uh, for the title against AJ. She doesn't win. Aww. Oh, we knew Aww. that. Spoiler knew alert, it. you were there. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> um, And it was a good match, though. Um, Really? Was it really a good match? I don't. I don't honestly don't remember. But yeah, it was I'm, actually, but I'm doubting you. It was actually a pretty strong matchup. Okay, I believe. I, I believe you. But um. Okay, so um. What else happened? Uh, also, uh, Trinity's having a music video. Yes, Ariane had a music video too. <sighs> yes, uh, yes. Um, what's her name? Who's no longer JoJo? Also, was a singer. I think every fucking member of this roster also sings and has an album coming out. Uh. Yes, Trinity has a single coming out, um, <laughs> and they're shooting a video for it because she thinks that's what's going to get the this song. This is the new push. Playboy kind of thing. Like all all the divas were getting into Playboy. Now you get an album. Now you get it. Like yeah, now you get a single and a music video. It's called Drop That Booty. Drop That Booty. Oh, there was some booty dropping going on, but that's not what it's called. 
<clears throat> but um, I wish we should Google what that is and put put that put that music in right after Total Divas. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, but basically, that everyone everyone who's a diva is a singer also now, and she has a single coming out. She's gonna do a video. It's a very dance intensive video, and she needs a fly outfit. Of course, if I had a music video where I was gonna dance and drop my booty, I would want a fly outfit as well. Who doesn't want a fly outfit? Want to what? You guys, you guys don't want to fly outfits. I need something pretty fly. Okay, for so, a white guy. So basically, she has this cat suit. But <sighs> she wants rhinestones all over the cat suit, and um, Miss Sandra, who does their, is it Miss Sandra? Yeah. Okay, Sandra. Yeah, Miss. But she calls her Miss Sandra because she has respect. <clears throat> Miss Sandra has been hired by her to do her outfit for uh, the music video. Right, right. It's she's gonna look fly. Uh, she, it's a cat suit. She wants rhinestones. She goes to see Miss Sandra at her house. And um, also John's in the video with her. And he's like dancing with her in the video <laughs> as a dancer. And he has like, you know, a fly suit of his own with a fly hat. And he's uh, obviously not that bad of a dancer if he's going to be in a music video. Plus they do a little dancing themselves. And uh, she basically is like, yo, Sandra, what's up? Or Miss Sandra. She only had time to do like the first half of the rhinestones, and then so like the back half is not. So just be like all booty and cat suit and no rhinestones. And she was like not having that. And uh, basically, she didn't have any backup. She didn't have another fly outfit to wear. She just had to do the um, the music video. And if uh, it was only half done, then she was like, "I'm gonna stay up all night and do it myself." Because Miss Sandra was like, "Yo, I can't even. That's too much rhinestones for one night." And she was like. I'm going to do it myself. And she's like, you're crazy, but whatever. And then, so she does it herself. She invites people over. They get, they drink wine and they do rhinestones on her cat suit. And, uh, basically she pulls it out. And so Miss Sandra is like, Oh damn, you were right. I, you, you made it happen. So she rhinestone her whole cat suit. <sighs> and, uh, so they show up to shoot the video. And so she's obviously a dancer. So she's doing dancing in the video. So first, so everything starts going wrong at the video shoot. Uh, they start dancing. She starts dropping the booty a little bit, and then the cat suit tears right on the butt area, as you could imagine. <laughs> and uh, so they're like, "Fuck this!" And uh, there's no, there's no way this can work. There's a hole in your fucking cat suit. Rhinestones are falling off. You gotta have a backup. And she's like, really upset because she had her heart set on the rhinestone cat suit. So they do a wardrobe change. They give her. She didn't have a backup of her own, so the director gives her something, which she looks completely fine, and it's kind of weird. She has a hat that matches John, so then they start dancing again, and then she was like, um, I think then she was like, can I do some, a couple of minutes of tricks for you? I guess that's what they call, dancers call when they do, like, cool flips and, like, moves and stuff. Like, I, call, I guess they call it tricks. I don't know. I'm ignorant of this. Sorry, dancers. <coughs> um... I called uh, something else. Ha- oh God, um, Aber, you couldn't have picked the worst week to to not watch because something else happened. I can't remember what the second uh. disaster was. Uh, the third disaster was the cop showed up and asked him about their permit, which they had they like they solved the problem in like two minutes. I don't even think Trinity herself went out there. I think they just went out and said, "Yo, we got a permit. Chill the fuck out," and it was cool. But something else happened. First, it was the booty uh, ripped, the cat suit booty, not the her. Not her shoot booty itself. Wardrobe malfunction. Hair falling out. Uh, oh, her uh, hair did fall film. out. You watched it. Oh, oh her <laughs> weave fell out. <laughs> I, I was going to say film ran out. 
You said her hair fell out. Her weave fell out when she was doing tricks. That was it. That was it. You totally watched it. You got caught. You got caught. You did. You were watching with your girlfriend, huh? No, my girlfriend. Actually, my girlfriend wanted me to watch the first few minutes of it. We're not accepting that. You watched it. She wanted to watch the first few minutes of Before Raw. And I was like, we got it. You watched it. You corrected us. Her weave did fall out during her tricking phase. Correct nothing. Oh, this is proof. Huh? Her weave fell out. Her 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 outfit ripped. Her weave fell out, and they tried to mess with her about her. Uh, was that about it on that? Or they did some more. That's stuff? it, basically. Uh, that was it turned obvious. out fine. She was like, Brodus like showed up and was like, "Hey, let me hear your single." And she's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Oh, this is really fucking good, girl. I'm not even lying. Uh, send it to me, and I'll give it to Snoop Dogg because oh, you know he used shit. to be a bouncer yeah. for Snoop Dogg yeah. or whatever." Um, <sighs> anything with Nikki and John? Yeah, basically. Um, <coughs> Hold on, I'm making sure I'm through with Trinity. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's about it. But uh, basically, um, I can't believe we called Daniel. He totally watched. <laughs> you're trying to play. You're trying to play it off, but you knew exactly. I was like, "Oh, what's the other one?" You're I like, "Oh, her hair stuff. fell out." And I was like, "That's exactly what happened." No, I was listing off you- scenarios. Her, we falling out be your your number one guess though. <laughs> it wasn't. So there was a wardrobe on function, which is what I already said though. There was film. They ran out of film. You said. You hair said. Fell out. You said the the tape will tell the story. <laughs> okay. You, you said <laughs> wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. Her weave fell out and she had problems with the permit, which is exactly what happened. I never said permit. All right, maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. But come on. I was tossing out. Come scenarios. on, we're friends here. We're friends here. I'm being. This Can, is you this could, is a shoot. You. I didn't watch it. I watched the first. You're working, bro. I watched the first few minutes of it because uh, my Don't girlfriend me, wanted brother. to watch it before all. I'm not me, working bro. you. Oh, I thought we we're friends here. I thought you we can, are. You can't admit to me that you watched it. I'm being completely honest with you. Come on, you you have the I don't watch Total Divas gimmick. That's your gimmick. You're trying to work. <laughs> me, You're working. No one believes you. You have okay. the answer. Hey, y'all can not believe me all, all you right. want. Okay. All right. We're putting those like little cameras in your apartment. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. You can put them in my office too. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else, but I'm not going to go there. What did you think? I was like, you can put it in my bedroom. I was like, no, don't. Yeah, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> That's your fantasy, not mine. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrapped up in this. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so Nikki thinks that John's cheating because every time she, she walks in on him, he's on the phone and he's like real like, He'll shut the laptop down, or he'll go in the other room to make a phone call. And she's like, "Why does this keep happening?" He's watching porn. <clears throat> well, that's what that's what Bree asks. You think he's watching porn, or maybe Nikki asks flat out. I don't know, but basically, it's a whole like every time she catches on the computer, he's not paying attention. Every time she he uses the phone, he's got to go out of the room, etc. What happens next to you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you could at home, if you could see his face, he's so pissed off that I keep th- trying to pitch it to him. <laughs> He's like legitimately getting mad. I saw the fire in those eyes. <laughs> <coughs> Basically, anyway, so she's trying to like, she's trying on sexy outfits for him. And he's like, yeah, that looks great. And she's like, oh, I lost, yeah. I, I, I left my bra and he doesn't notice. So she's mad. That looks good. He's like, yo, I'm going to go work out. And she's like, let me go with you. He's like, no, you can't go with me. You look sexy, but I got to go work out. Okay. <laughs> no, he's just like, you look fine. He didn't notice that her bra wasn't on. <laughs> They could have worked on their cardio in the bedroom. Yeah, and honestly, I'm not sure that I could tell the difference either. It's just what she was wearing. I mean, you know, I couldn't tell if she had a bra on or not. I don't think. Anyway, 
Um, so he went to the gym. She was like, I'll let me go. He's like, no. She's like, hey, Bree, we need to go spy on him. He says, okay. And she says, okay. They go to the gym. He's not there. She calls. He says, she's like, where are you at? He's like, I'm at the gym. And she's like, oh, really? That's funny. Do you want anything from the grocery store? He's like, no. And he's like, okay. Later on, they're like, hey, fuck you. I know that you weren't at the, I'm trying to be quicker. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, later on, she's like, hey, fuck you. I know you weren't at the grocery, or you weren't at the gym. Whatever. I lied about going to the grocery store. He's like, oh, I, I, I messed up a whole key like plot. Um, point. Oh. Nikki got her real estate uh, license, and so she's selling houses. And so at the end, she's mm. like selling a house, and John shows up, and she's like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, all that secret bullshit that you've been trying to catch me on is like, I just wanted to buy this house for you because I know you loved it so much." So basically, nothing. Uh, <laughs> but she's a real estate agent now. Like ah, uh, uh, the stuff we have. Well, uh, we've been trying to do all the sexual stuff. I can't do it because now I have a small penis. <laughs> What? I don't know. Some stuff I was making up. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah. I think he was trying to tell us he has a small penis. I don't know. Yes, I have a small penis, like <laughs> I said. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Uh, hey, you got a B-plus penis. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that's a part of me is B-plus, I guess. Oh. Yeah, but they tease some stuff with... Um, um, Miss Allred, everything next week, Eva Marie, about maybe not possibly not being able to have kids or something. I think that was it. Uh, I forget what else was in the trailer for next week, but I've been going on long enough, and A Bear didn't watch like he should. <laughs> Daniel did, but in secret. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done for this week. Girl, bye. So there you, you go. Time it. to move. You didn't even say it, Daniel. Just know. say it. No. Say girl, bye. <clears throat> so time to move on into the hot topics. Uh, it happened. Uh, Tell me about that weave falling As, <laughs> as we were uh, recording last week's show, um, TNA was going on, so it was kind of late in the evening. Uh, Eric Young ended up winning the uh, the TNA title, so congratulations to him. Um, I, don't, I don't, you know, I, I tried to get back into TNA, and I just really couldn't. I don't know. And it's not necessarily just the product itself. It's just yes, I never, I never got around to saying, "Oh, it's Thursday. I need to, I need to check out TNA." But uh, you know, I, I suppose I could set the DVR, but whatever. Um, but uh, Doug, what do you think about Eric Young getting the title? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of being thrown around about them putting a small guy with a beard, uh, the belt on a small guy with a beard after they did it to Brian. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, sure, the guy's a hard worker. I'm sure, he deserves some like. Uh, accomplishment for all the years he's put in. Do I see him as a world champ? No. Do I see him as a fist company? No, not really. I don't think they've done enough to rehab his image coming out of the all the comedy gimmicks mm-hmm. to be considered a serious world champ. Um, and I, just, I don't know. It's I not like s- he can just put the belt on Santino and make take it take him seriously. Yeah. Not that I think I don't. I think Santino is hella talented, but I wouldn't just accept him as the champ if they just immediately put the belt on. And he's not as big of a joke as Santino, but I'm just saying. Right, and I did see the uh, the promo from from Eric Young to Magnus, where he was like, "You haven't been here as long as I have. You haven't had to go through, you know, Team Canada." And he started listing off the the groups that he was in, and you haven't been a, a you know knockouts tag team champion like I have. You know, you, they're trying to rehab his image, like yeah. coming out of the comedy stuff. They're trying, and I actually am a good worker, right? But I mean, I don't know. I think you kind of 
got to start that before you put the belt on him, right? I mean, yeah. to take him seriously. Then you can't be like, here's the belt, by the way, you need to take this guy seriously. Right. You should take him seriously before you put the belt on him. Right. And he he's as recent as his stuff with his stuff with Abyss and the Joseph Park thing. As recently as that, he was still doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. But, uh, I mean, good for him. I'm sure he deserves it. He's probably worked hard for many years. Yeah. So congratulations. In other TNA news, uh, former guest on the show, Robbie E., has announced that he has signed a multi-year deal to TNA. So congratulations to him. I think really. Gunner and James Storm did as well. They re-signed those guys, too. Very cool. Um, you know, uh, sort of a spin off of uh, TNA, Jeff Jarrett has announced uh, Global Force Wrestling, uh, and they're also going to be getting a, uh, a TV deal. Uh, anything else? I just read something whenever I stepped out a second ago that they were talking about um, Big Daddy Yum Yum was talking about like he's talked to sign with him. Huh. I'll be pretty Uh, cool. Meaning um, Brian Wilcott, if you you don't know he's doing the Big Daddy Yum Yum gimmick. Is it Brian or Byron? I think it's Byron. 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 Like B-Y. Okay. And uh, he went to New Japan recently representing NWA. I know he was had a development deal. WWE, I forget what his name was, something like McEnroe or McEnroe or something. Hmm. He had a, you know, um, some sort of development deal, or he was leased down in Florida with the guys. I don't know if he was like, you know, sometimes they have the guys who are on development deal, but then they have the guys that just fill out the rest of the roster. Right. Bef- that, that was pre-NXT, though. They, NXT is all under contract guys, but they used to have some guys who were under and some guys who weren't. I right. don't know which he was exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who was it that's in uh, that's in Ring of Honor from Houston? Rowe? Yeah, Raymond Rowe. Raymond Rowe. Raymond Rowe. He uh, he and his tag partner uh, have officially signed Hanson. to Ring of Hanson. Honor. Yeah. So congratulations to those guys. Really cool to see a, uh, a Texan Texas boy uh, getting on the. They've uh, been on the working roster. for him a while. They just haven't had a deal. Yeah, and now they officially do. So uh, back into WWE news. Uh, Stephanie McMahon. I know we we talked about this uh, last week about the uh, the WWE logo. Uh, they're going to be officially, you know, using the new, you know, I guess you can call it the network logo because, and it's also being used in NXT. Uh, but that logo will be the new logo um, by at least August. So, you know, once August rolls around, um, all of the logos will be the new logo, which you know is fine. Time for a change. Yeah. So get out of the scratch marks. Um, as far as uh, pay-per-views or you know special events, whatever they want to call them now, uh, DirecTV will not be carrying any more of the WWE pay-per-view special events. Um, so I think that's going to end up driving people to uh, either A, stream online, or B, get the network um, in order to, uh, to check that out. Yeah, they dropped it after they <clears throat> milked all those pennies out of WrestleMania. Yeah, smart move on that one. Same for Dish. Yeah. Um, and a uh, final bit of Hot Topic news. Uh, for those of you in the Houston Clear, um, what is it? Clear Lake? Clear Lake? Clear yeah. View. I think it's Clear Lake. Yeah. Sports, yeah. Uh, for those in the Houston area, go on out, check out Booker T's Reality of Wrestling happening this weekend. Uh, 16-5-11, Diana Lane, Houston, Texas. Special guest Scott Steiner going to be out there. So really cool. Head on out there. Um, Can you do the math for us? Hmm? you do the math for us? For what? For Scott Steiner. Oh yeah, thirty-three and two-thirds percent. I thought you were going to do the voice. Plus fifty percent. You see, Samoa Joe, the numbers don't lie. 
So, uh, so yeah, anyways, if you want a chance to meet up with Scott Steiner, head on out there. So, really cool. Uh, time to move into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Thomas. Drop it low, son. Drop it low, son. Drop it, drop it low, son. Saying, with the Intercontinental Championship Tournament underway, I thought back to the King of the Ring. Would you guys like to see the King of the Ring Tournament return one day, either as a Raw special or a pay-per-view of its own? Uh, and if you were to do a King of the Ring tournament now, what current superstars would you like to position in the tournament as the winner? Um, I guess I would like to, I, for it to come back. I don't know if I would like uh, see it all the time, though. I don't know. Maybe like a bi-yearly thing, like every other year. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool to see. Sort of like how they do the uh, the Olympics. You know, It's every other year that they do it. Um, I think it'd be cool for Cesaro to win it. Yeah, um, like let's just let's just do we can do eight people. I'd like to see Cesaro, Sheamus, um, Sheamus won that time. Right? Sheamus won back in 2010. Yeah, last 2010 time or 2012, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, that's when they had that the King Sheamus that just fell flat. Um, who else would you like to see in there? Henry, Mark Henry, um. You kind of want to try and get some new guys as well, but not too new. Too new. I don't know. How about you, Doug? Roman Is there Reigns. anyone you'd like to add? <laughs> yeah, Roman Reigns would be a good one. That would be a good breakout for him. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out um, someone who liked one of the posts you just made, I guess, a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. While we were talking, said something about, like, uh, I just clicked on them to see who they were, and they are like, oh, here's a list of the podcasts I was listening to for those who care, and then I'm trying to see if we're on there, so... Y'all do yeah. that. I don't know. Yes, okay. I would love to see King Ring. I like King Ring. Who can win? I don't know. Depends on what they're... Uh... It's hard to say that because you don't know where guys are going to be, like, yeah. booking-wise. Yeah, and it is tough. Um, but I think that would be a good Final Four, at least. Yeah. So, there you go. Then, you know, I'd like to see Cesaro out of, out of those four probably win it. Because uh, he's, he's been there long enough to have a name for himself. You would like to see Curtis Axel. Um, Cesaro would be a good one. Roman Reigns would probably be a good winner. Uh, like if if they did it next year, Roman Reigns would probably definitely be a top contender. I think. If you give him one more year. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so there you go. Thank you for the question, Thomas. Final question coming to us tonight from Justin saying, "Great episode." As we are always, on the guys. That's amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, Justin saying, "Great episode as always, guys. The time just flew by." I enjoyed hearing about your WrestleMania weekend. Some girl, I was just like shocked that a girl listens to our show. Oh. Especially after the foul things that <laughs> The foul mouth <clears throat> podcast. I say a lot program. of shit. Yes, but, uh, you do. No, but she was like, here's all the podcasts I listen to, and we're on it. I'm shocked. We're near the bottom, but at least we're on there. Yeah. Did they do alphabetical order? I, uh, I don't know. I'll have to check. Okay. Yeah, check that, because you never know. <clears throat> but, um... Justin says, great episode as always, guys. The time just flew by. I enjoyed uh, hearing about your WrestleMania weekend. You kind of mentioned it, but what do you guys think about if Cesaro beats Lesnar next year at Mania and starts a streak of his own, but they don't mention it till he gets about five Mania wins? Um, he it is alphabetized. Oh, well, there you go. We may not be, we may not be her 48th favorite podcast. <laughs> it's just that we start with a W. Oh, cool. Uh, saying he does already have an awesome Mania singles debut victory moment. We'll forget about the pre-show match. Uh, we'll forget the pre-show match happened. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you can ever build up another 
the streak. You know, it's it's. Would I like to see Cesaro versus Lesnar? Sure. Um, Fuck yeah, I would love to see Cesaro yeah. versus Lesnar. I don't think that you can go in looking to make another street like Daniel said, though. Yeah, and uh, and even you dropped your phone. I did, and it, even like who's going to be around in five years? You know, that's like we're like we're seeing a big shift in the WWE. So Lesnar, uh, I don't know how many years Lesnar is going to be doing doing the wrestling gig. So. Who knows? Who does know? How about you, Tyler? I mean, I would like to see Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar, but um, uh, I agree with y'all. I don't think uh, there would be another streak thing going on. Yeah. No one could recreate that. No. And I, I mean, think- it wasn't intentional. So, like, yeah, it they it was halfway done before they like realized it. Yeah, and I think the the next closest person to have an undefeated streak is Rob Van Dam. I think he's at like six. Um, Mania? I think so. No. Because he... I think Michael Cole is number two, right? <laughs> no, there's some others. One and baby. Yeah. Uh, other streaks that got defeated at uh, at WrestleMania, The Miz and Fandango. So, anyways. But thank you for the questions. Make sure to submit your questions on our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Also, our YouTube page, WNS Video. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, and subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. I want to do some promoting. Promote. Um, I was talking to Eric uh, Kanichi. Um, Kanishni. Kanishni. Why say Kanishni? Kanishni. Oh, he's going to hate you Because you're thinking of the knee, but it's Kanishni. I want to make that the, my wrestling move. Sorry, Eric. Um I was talking to him yesterday on Facebook, and um, I thought I would, uh, you know, talk about a, a belt that is in the molding phase right now. Mm-hmm. It, uh, he's doing the Dasher Hatfield uh, face uh, plate, and uh, from uh, Chikara. And um, I talked to him was it yesterday about that. He was going to see how the molding f- uh, face turns out today. I don't know. I think he posted a picture on it, uh, Asteroid Belt uh, Company, and. Uh, Dot com. Dot com, or you can find it on Facebook. Um, but he's he's going to make uh, a few of those, and I think he, he wants to uh, you know, check them out, though. He does good stuff, though. Yeah, uh, did our belts. He did our belts, so uh, give him a shot. Yeah, so asteroidbeltcompany.com, or you know, just type in Asteroid Belt Company on Facebook, and you can find them. Tell him that we sent you. Yeah, very cool stuff. Where can the, uh, the listeners find us? Everywhere. Everywhere. Just about. Uh, uh, we're on Stitcher, Player.fm, and Beyond Pod. Uh, just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Oh, hey. um, <laughs> <clears throat> We are on Twitter. Uh, first, go follow the main site at WN Source. You know, they've got 50,000. Fuck the main site. Come, fo- <laughs> come follow us at, at WNS Podcast. Uh, we need it more than they do. And, yeah, uh, we do. <laughs> Daniel's at uh, WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Bear. Someone followed me. Like, How many uh, followers you got, Bear? Hey, yesterday. Was it... Yeah, we got to send out props to someone for sending out that uh, that text to Bear that he didn't respond to. You gave to. someone your phone number from the show? What? What? said text. Oh, my bad. The tweet. I'm what dumb. did it say? We just give well, our phone numbers out there. you didn't see it because you didn't. If you want to text Tyler Bear? it's at <laughs> 409. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Who was it? I know. Let me find it real quick. Thanks, buddies. It won't take long. Um, uh, stall for me, Doug. Hey, guys. 
uh, if you want Daniel to have a segment about the Legends House, let us know. Um, hey, you know what would be super fucking awesome of you guys? iTunes review. I don't know if Daniel's yeah. checked it recently, but we um, uh, we haven't had any lately. But you know, it means a lot. Uh, Stitcher too, if that's your preferred uh, podcast listening machine or app or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but you know, when you rate us on those places, <clears throat> it helps it help us out a lot. Yeah, makes us more visible to new listeners. We attract new listeners who will in turn give us a shot. Hopefully, so we mm-hmm. would really appreciate reviews from you guys. It would be super fucking awesome. It'll only take you just a few seconds. Am I, am I done stalling? Keep going. I mean, you can you can finish oh. <laughs> it out if you'd like. But uh, you know, it helps us out a lot, and we would appreciate it. Um, we do thank you, everybody who's here with us every week. We certainly appreciate that. People, even the people who check in on us every now and again, we appreciate that as well. But if you guys give us reviews. That'd be so fucking awesome. We would be stoked. We would be happy. Thank you very much. I'm done stalling now. Thank you very much. And the uh, the tweet comes from Mutant Monk 64, aka Alvin Ortiz, saying at Tyler underscore A Bear tweeting a bunch of fucked up shit so that you respond to me. Bunch of fucked up shit. Hashtag WNS Source. Hashtag WNS Podcast. At WNS Podcast. Big ups to that guy. Big ups. So there you go, Mutant Monk. So uh, so thank you very much for the podcast crew. I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler A Bear. B Bear. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week. Hail Hydra!